Hey everybody and welcome back. This is the Unranked Podcast. It's a video game comedy podcast where we talk about video games. I'm Christian Humes, your host. We have several other hosts here on this program for you. Let's go talk to one of them. He hails from the great land of Long Island, Alex Marinello. Yep. Welcome to the series. Welcome to the program. It's our 177th episode. Yeah, I'm happy to be here for the program. Alex, everyone has been wondering since last time, do you have a new complaint for us? What's it going to be like this week? A little tease. A little tease? Uh, yeah. I, I don't remember it offhand, but of course I have a complaint. Well, that was uh, great. Let's check in with Dan. Dan, how are sports going this week? Oh, uh, man. Sports, they're just so competitive this week with all the competition and the scores of the games and, and matches and such. Oh, you can't forget about the matches. Matches and, and such. such. There you go. And of course, tricky, ticky, time bomb, Tom. Keto. Throwback. Throwback. Tom, how are you? Oh, it's a good time. I'm doing okay. Keto Timo? It's better now that we're doing this. How's, oh. ke- how's keto going? Yeah, we literally talked keto? about this last night. Last night. Have you achieved full okay, ketosis? Okay, but, but, but yeah, have you, have, did you buy the strips? That's... Another question. No, I didn't. I did not. In the last less than twenty four hours, well, about twenty four hours, I have not bought a keto test. I love how like you think that like I'm asking you because I want to know. I'm asking you so you could say it on the podcast so the listeners because it is the information that the people have come here to listen for. Right? They Uh, want to know. It's going very well. It's going very well. Which? Wait. What are these test strips? Are these these check for ketones? Yeah, so if you're in full ketosis or something, I don't right. know, you pee can on them. Can you use okay. a pregnancy test? No, I don't think it's a pregnancy test. Uh, no. no, you can use, I think, an ovulation test. Right. So yeah, I, I imagine yeah. you I find imagine, out if you're ovulating I, I imagine the same it's just a pH strip. It is. That's all it is. Depending on the acidity is. of your piss. That's all it is. We'll I mean, I think so. And then if, if you're at a certain thing, you, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. It tells you if you're in ketosis. I don't know. I don't know shit on this podcast. Yeah, I'm Googling it, but it looks You don't like know anything. Good. Let's see if you happen to know which Pokemon we have today. It's Pokemon 177. Uh, to- uh, no, because you said the third evolution of Togepi did not appear. So it's Correct. going to be st- uh, evolution of Eevee. No, it's not. Uh, here's here's it's a hint be for you. Baby. So Jack Topics. It's not. It's not another baby. The babies actually kind of throw off the the way this usually works. But typically, the Pokedex somewhat goes in like order of appearance within the game. You know, you have your starters at the beginning of the Pokedex, and then you usually have like your bugs and your like mouse, and then you have your bird. And we are talking about a bird here today. Oh, we God. had one bird earlier. We had our sort of Pidgey, and this is our uh, to. Spearow. Yes, not to. I would say this is the Spiro compared to uh, <laughs> what we get with Hoot Hoot. Correct. Right? I.e. the, the inferior bird. Pokemon. Yeah. Hoot Hoot's um, dope. Not not name. as dope, in my opinion. Um, I would say it's the least similar design-wise to any Pokemon that's appeared so far in the game. And this is like where mm. Gen 2 design language is like different. Just like if what you look at what do you mean at, design language? Uh, so if you look at the design of this Pokemon, yeah, it's, it's sort of just a series of shapes almost. Especially if you yeah. get like a side view of it, the side profile, it it's so minimal compared to some of the stuff that was in the previous game. 
where it so was So it's basically much... a circle. Well, isn't it kind of oof, I don't know if I'm going to like Native American-ish? It definitely no, it definitely seems like it has influences design-wise from like, you Especially know, first when nation, you look at like, the evolution. Yeah, Native yeah it looks American like it's part of a yeah. totem. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is why it's it's yeah. believed to reside in more like South America. So that's where that sort of comes in. Okay. All but right. it's definitely um, Asian too. Yeah, like, it, it actually almost looks like something that you could see on the bottom of like a totem. Mm. Yeah. Right? It, I, it looks more north northwestern Native American to me. Chris, mm. do you want to read the uh the trivia? Do you want me to read the trivia on this? You can read the trivia. Not two is the shortest flying type Pokemon. Is that because it doesn't have a body? Uh, I don't, pfft, Probably. I don't it's even more just feet with a head than Hoot Hoot is. <laughs> Not yeah. two and is short for nature, but there's a citation oh. needed for that, so that might not be true. It <laughs> may be a shortening of native. What's interesting about this Pokemon is oh, it's actually psychic flying, whereas so Noctowl and Hoot Hoot learn psychic moves, but they're normal flying. So it's weird that they decided to kind of go both like routes with that. You would have thought maybe they would pick dark since they do the whole psychic dark in this game with Eevee and Espeon. Mm. Um, so it's kind of a surprise actually that either Noctowl isn't dark flying or that this one wasn't made to be something other than psychic flying. Um, I'm it, surprised this thing can fly at all. Like honestly, <laughs> unless it's unless it's filled with helium, I don't know how that thing's going right, to Right, right, right. Yeah, the wings it would are have really to be small for a giant head. Apparently, yeah. it's based upon the the Kakapo parrot. So oh, Kakapo. Kakapo. Yeah. Oh, is it? But there's Kakapu. no. There's only one O. Yeah, Wouldn't it's it pronounced Kakapo. O O. Oh wait, no. Is it the Kakapo? Because Kakapo is a dog. Is it? Yeah. What about a cockatoo? Well, that's that something is a different. Bird. Yeah. Okay. And if you find a combo of the two, definitely catch it because you could charge a million dollars. Kakapo parrot. This looks mm. nothing like it. <laughs> I know. You know, uh, I have I, I have concerns. Like, yeah, in the green. if we weren't listed as explicit, we would have to be now after the filth that just came out of your mouth. Why? Cock Someone poo. said cock, go poo, and poo. Well, cock a poo. Wait, we're not listed as explicit. That's we definitely are. <laughs> we definitely <laughs> are. <laughs> of course. Okay, have you not listened to half of what we've said? Well, over that's the years? what I'm saying. I'm just saying. Have we been skirting under the radar with our ratings here? No, uh, we I absolutely are. <laughs> we we are one step above scat porn. No, as you remember oh. from your time on UFC, Tom, that is a show that is not listed as explicit, which is why I had to <laughs> cut cut stuff you said four different times for that episode. Yeah, that four. Funny. He cursed yeah, it. Tom cursed the whole time. No, 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 no. After about <laughs> yeah, twenty I think minutes, it was only four. There was like four fat, quick and loose curse words in the beginning, and then there was from then on. Was, I was pretty good. You did three of them early on, and then at the end, you let one more slip. And, yeah. Like you were doing really well, and then yeah. uh, <laughs> you the, just well, got the ones in the beginning were like I swore, and then I was yeah. like, "Oh fuck, I just swore." Oh shit! <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah. You know. Yep. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, Natsu, throw it in the trash. Yeah, uh, we can move on from it. It's uh, it's a whatever. It's a whatever Pokemon. Um, you know, I kind of I appreciate the change in design, but I don't particularly love it. So. There it is. Not a not a lover. No. No. More of a hater. What uh right. Oh boy. What have you guys been doing this last week? What's been going on in your lives? Has everyone been? Uh Dan, you can go first if you want. Uh all right. Uh, I mean, we all 
the three of us, not you, obviously, because you would know about it. We met up yesterday for some uh, for some Japanese barbecue. <laughs> we did, yeah. Uh, it was good. We we ate a lot of meats. It was perfectly for Tom's keto diet because it was just straight up meat. <laughs> That's yeah. fair, except for the s'mores that they brought at the end. Well, which you didn't was have any. which was hilarious because they had been bringing. We got a set menu, so we because they only we got had, a meal for two because we yeah. had like twos and fours, so we got two, and then we got some a la carte stuff. But like some of the appetizers, like we got two salads, we got two soups, and there was three of us. Yeah. Right. And then at the end, I was like, "You guys can have the s'mores because I can't eat like the graham cracker and uh, the marshmallow, so you guys can have the s'mores." But then they brought out three s'mores. <laughs> I was like, right. "Fuck!" Also, so tempted. What I found interesting, <laughs> or really like, I don't know, kind of dumb. Was they have they were like yeah we only have options in even numbers, and I'm just thinking to myself like you could easily divvy this you could easily add like you know another third on to this and then charge whatever that is like why does there have to be this a la carte thing yeah and then add you know the third salad which probably costs next to nothing the third fried chicken which again costs probably next to nothing you know what I mean it just seems like their excuse for not doing it is just Pure laziness, probably a money know. thing I think too. It's, uh, more than just pure laziness, I think it's a is. little, a little just uh, arrogance mixed in. Maybe, or the fact that they're getting, you know, they'll they're hoping that maybe you'll go, ah, eh, screw it, let's do the one for four people, even though there's three of us. But we didn't. No, we, no, we did not. No, no. but then who's going to eat that extra salad? <laughs> not me. I sh- I'm, I'm sure we would have found a way to eat. We would have put it on the grill too. and it would have burned. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it was very good. I had, a, I had a great time. Yeah. And then? And then? Well, you you guys did the next thing. Uh, yeah, then we went to go see uh, How Did This Get Made live over at the Beacon Theater. What, well, we what movie fun. were they talking about? The Master of Disguise. Which we did meet up over the weekend to watch Oh, together. we did. I forgot that was this past weekend. Yeah. Yeah, we had met up to watch this movie because we thought Tom was going to join us eventually, but he ended up doing his thing. Yeah. So... Uh, we watched that on Saturday. We met up and drank in Long Island, and then we did that yes, uh, well, yesterday now. Not yesterday when anyone hears this. And so it was funny, anyone... and it was really fucking hot in there. So Ooh. also, if you want to oh, listen the to How Did This Get Made, um, the podcast episode about The Master of Disguise, um, the audience cheering sections, uh, Dan and I are in the audience. There you go. So you See can you hear can us. Find them on other podcasts f- now. I thought you were going to get more specific for a second. Then you just said we're in the audience. Um, like, we're in the loge, I guess, if it gets mentioned. I don't know why it matters. I don't think it got mentioned, like, once, if it even stays in. Yeah, but still, we were there. So if you listen to the audience, it's yeah, not like and, and, and us mentioning. To listen to the, the audience. Hoping and uh, uh, us get... mentioning another podcast. It's not like that podcast competes with us. No, like I'm, a... I'm saying now you can say, like, oh, you guys were on another podcast. Like, oh, hey, I catch me like... on How Did This Get Made? Yeah, and then oh, you yeah. Could just be Special like guests, yeah. and then in like I'm, fine print in the audience. I'm yeah, guy right. number five seventeen. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm guy number five sixteen. <laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> for people that don't know about the movie, a master of disguise, yeah, I was going to ask. Okay, so what is it what's going on? Is Goddamn. a movie from the early two thousands, I think two thousand two. Correct. And it is written. I don't know if he directed it, but he's starring he in not. it by Dana not. Carvey. Yes, okay. This is the one with him and the turtle from the commercials? Exactly. Okay. That is exactly it. Oh, yep. my God. It's probably the worst. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. We found out some fun facts yeah, that I won't it's spoil. It's really bad. 
on this show, but I also don't know if they included them in their final cut of the podcast. Right, and actually they did say not to They said not to spoil anything because, you know, be cool. Right, be cool, so we're just going to be cool. Um, It's very, so it's about Dana Carvey, and he comes from a long line of uh, a family. I wouldn't say it's about Dana Carvey at all. It's not about, it's about anything. It's about pistachio really... disguise. Okay, yeah, it's about it's about pistachio disguise who Dana Carvey <laughs> plays. He is the latest in a long line of disguises who throughout history have been masters of disguise. And um pistachio disguise uh is his father didn't want him to pick up the the trade. So he hasn't been fashion. trained in the art of disguising himself. Um, His parents end up getting, like, kidnapped. By Data from Star Trek. Yes, by Data from Star Trek. Ooh. And... um, Yeah, you'll love this movie if your favorite Star Trek character is Data and your favorite favorite character from Ferris Bueller is uh, the secretary. (laughs) Is he in that, too? She Um, is. I do. Data is a great character. This movie is in Independence Day as the weird scientist. So terrible. Mm. So terrible. Um, It's essentially as if Dana Carvey, who is the other half of Wayne's World, looked at the success of Austin Powers and obviously Mike Myers and was like, I can make a movie like this and completely did not understand why Austin Powers was funny at all and made just a garbage film. Which we ended up washing our palate with because then we just stuck on The Hangover and watched that in its entirety. We had to even it out with a good movie. (laughs) Yeah, that was interesting. We were like, yeah, we're done with Master of Disguise, but we're, oh, we flipped through. Here's Hangover. Let's just watch Hangover. You know what the problem was? The movie is so short. Like, it was 40 minutes in, and Alex turned and went, like, I mean, they're just setting up. Thankfully, they're finally in the movie. I was like, I think it's almost over. And we looked, (laughs) and it was more than halfway done. (laughs) Yeah. The movie's an eight, and it was an hour like and eight we, minutes we, long we without the credits. We got to the plot, like the whole thing with Data stealing all like the American. Well, well don't give everything away. Whoa, artifacts. Whoa, whoa. That's that's I, the let start. people watch it. They want to watch it. That's not hey, a people spoil. should not watch this movie. Oh my god! So um, that's what we did over the weekend. Yeah, and then we and went out last night and had a good time. Yeah, went out and had a good time. That's great. That sounds like a great time. Uh, I finished watching Chernobyl. Oh my god! Thank God. Uh, I concur with Alex. One of the best things ever put on television mm. uh, really affected me at the end. I thought it was uh, a real gut punch. Was it a twist ending? No, it wasn't a twist. It's just that you know you I was hear a joke, Tom. you hear about no, but you hear you hear about Chernobyl, and I didn't really know very much. I knew that there was a nuclear meltdown, and I knew that it was still irradiated to this day. I did not know the elements that the human elements at play and the kind of breadth of what would happen if they didn't absolutely nail the kind of, um, you know, trying to fix the situation. Cause like if they had messed up in trying to uh, repair the damage, like all of Russia would have been essentially a wasteland. Um, so it's quite terrifying. Uh, so really enjoyed that in the way that you enjoy shit like that. Uh, And then, I don't know if I talked about this last week, but I saw that movie yesterday about the Beatles. Mm. Oh, Um, how was that? I really really enjoyed it. Really loved it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, it's by Danny Boyle, who's one of my favorite directors. I, I would say it's exactly what you expect it's going to be going in. Mm. And um, the covers of the songs are really good. And the main, the the two lead actors are, are incredible. And um, you really, like by the end of the film, after he's, you know, made all the, you know, he's become hu- hu- hyper famous because he's taken all the Beatles songs. Like, you just feel for him so bad because of the kind of moral situation he's in. Um, it's, it's, I would recommend it. I'm not saying go out to necessarily to the theaters to go see it, but when it, if you ever have the opportunity to watch it, it's, uh, Tom's saying if a copy falls off a truck, watch it. Yeah. Or, you know, it's on Netflix or anything like that, which is the net internet equivalent of something falling off a truck. Um, so oh, Chris, you'll enjoy this. Mm-hmm. I saw all three seasons of documentals since the last oh, time we talked. Yeah. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Yeah, which was funny because when it came when it on Saturday when we met up, Dan hadn't seen any of it. Right, he was the furthest behind, and now I don't know about you, Chris, how much you've seen, but he's beat me. He's got me and Alex beat. Oh, I'd finished yeah. all um, of them before you guys started it. Oh, yeah, I'm halfway through season two, and I gotta say, yeah. well, see, I don't want to give anything away, but it is um his. I, a, I, th- I, I find it to be with it, very but, yeah. funny. I find it. I find. Even though, like, yes, I have to read the jokes, and a lot of Japanese, their jokes are very um, prop-based or, like, slapstick humor, watching people try to hold in laughs yeah. is very funny yeah. to me. It's It gets me. Yeah. And I try to play along and also try to not laugh at things and see how long I can last. Yeah. But... um for me, I would. That's why I would love to see a U.S. version of this with our humor. That I think you know, with different comics from our country, uh, just because I think a lot of the Japanese humor isn't funny for me. But that's fine. It, I still think this show works. I would 100% recommend it. Um, um, but, so we were trying to come up with who would be in that room. Yeah, and we didn't mention, but I feel like one guy who would be like amazing at that would be like Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, oh. that's true. I yeah. I want to I want to comment quickly on what Alex just said there. So I don't know how much of it actually is what you think it is. Like, because I think these are more just like improv comics and actor comics. Um, some and they do stand up like a number of them, but I think. But they're not really doing stand up stand up. I, I understand. I understand. Like Allow me to get to my point. Japanese so I think culture is oh, because of the me, format sorry. of the show. Because you're not allowed to emote. You're not allowed to look happy or do things. It is much harder for you to get a conversational joke out. And so you're resorted to at, do, like at least setting up a scenario of some kind. Because like you have to use your space and your body and things in the area. So that when you do say something. But they something, say that that's part of their act. Like they, they, a lot of this stuff is part of their acts. Totally. Like the hats they put on or the, you know. It, it totally is. But also yeah. you have to imagine how much harder it would be if. Like, just look at, like, even Seinfeld. Like, when he does his jokes, he's laughing and smiling the whole time. Like, if he was saying a lot of that stuff straight-faced, it wouldn't be as funny because there's no, there's nothing to, like, bounce off of. It's like, I think it's I actually probably a lot harder to make people laugh that I way. I don't know. I feel like these cop, like, I feel like Jerry Seinfeld, like, you could do a comedians in cars getting coffee kind of a thing, but say to them, have the conversation. Yeah, I did, but I know the premise. So it's like you do that, but you're not allowed to, you're having a conversation, but you're not allowed to laugh. And I feel like if you got a bunch of U.S. comics in the room, like they have all their situational and all their like jokes and everything that they've noticed that are funny, yeah. and they just have a. I think that those kinds of comics that just have conversations that you know the way that we'll have a conversation and I'll say you know you'll have a quip on me, I'll have a quip on you, and it'll be a funny thing and people will laugh. 
I feel like if you got the U.S. comics in the room, they're not. I don't think they're resorting to props as much as the Japanese comics yeah. did in the show. I think it's. I think it's somewhere in between. I think it's more like improv comedy. It's. It's not quite totally prop based because a lot of the laughs on the show come from them setting up a weird thing with props, but then someone says something that seems outlandish to like what's happening. That's like half the time people get eliminated. Someone says something that's like completely obscure it's not even that it's strange it's like someone maybe says something totally straight-faced that has nothing to do with the weird scenario they're in but the weird scenario they're in makes the thing they're saying i i think it's i just i think it's somewhere in between i don't think it would be as easy to make people laugh by just talking there's a um there's a bbc radio show where it's uh they bring in like uh celebrities who are like get doing interviews for their show and they have them like face off against each other and like just tell each other jokes and see who cracks first um so that is very much more like the direct i think product that tuna is yeah. talking about well so there's a there's a um, version of of documental which is in mexico and it's called laugh out loud and that's also on prime and i watched the first season of that and a lot. There were a bunch of those comics in there that were trying to do stuff like talking wise. Also, I just did not. It they they just were not as funny. Uh, and the way they did their format was not as good as the Japanese version because like every X amount of time that passed, if someone wasn't eliminated, they were just kicking out the worst performing person. Um, oh, that's stupid. yeah. I didn't like that as yeah. much. That defeats the that defeats the whole. Point yes, of the I didn't show. like on documental the card system. I think it should have just been like. Maybe like a warning for like a like a questionable laugh, but like once you laugh for sure, sure you should just be gone. I uh, I'm kind of with you on that. I think that it creates. I think you'd have people going out faster, and I think to get a winner, I think that you would. Like I don't think you should have that many warnings, which I like in the second season. There aren't that as many warnings as there were in the first season. There are just no, as many yeah, warnings as in the many. second season as the first. No, it's the di- same di- exact. I mean, thing. the first okay, the first guy who went out. Yeah. In season two, got out in two hits. Done. One, yeah, two, but you gone. could have done that in season one Correct. also. It's no, just it a matter was, of when he decides no. to give you the orange or the yellow. No, it was one, two, three, gone. No, one nope. one guy in season one uh-huh. did get an orange immediately. Yeah. Are you it did sh- happen. Sure? Yeah, so it was an orange counts as half. Basically, you got four total. Yep. Let's say the orange counts as one. The yellows count as two. Yep. Um, I, I thought that uh, yeah. the, the reason, one. like, I, I think the car base system is good because they did they still like when they start doing it they don't fully understand what constitutes a laugh like people are smiling oh, and the they're first like, season we can't yeah. smile um and then i was talking to dan and tuna i was like there's this guy who i like fujimoto but he seems to always be in a state of like semi smirk and never was getting punished for it but then you'd have the people who have basically a frown on their face and the moment that they show any kind of like positive expression, boom, cod. Um, uh, like Daisuke, for example, yeah. he. I remember he got, in this first season got um, a, a yellow card because he let the the quickest of smiles go, but he was like, nope, poof, hitting that button. Yeah. Um, note to people who are going to watch it: there's an episode uh, in season one, episode three. Don't watch it in any form of public forum. There's yeah. a lot of episodes you shouldn't watch in a public forum. For Fortunately, show. it's all, You've it's only it's all pixelated, but still. Still. <laughs> <laughs> Some of it is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, well, they've done the, the lengths that they'll seven go. seasons of it already, but only the first three have been translated. Yeah, it just sucks we don't have English yeah. subtitles yet for some of them. So, 
<laughs> oh wait, they've done seven seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they at least they said there's gonna be seven seasons available. I think because this last one was 2016. Was three? Yeah. I looked it up online. So all seven seasons are already available if you. Oh, so the, the seventh Japanese. season came out this yeah. year. If you know, I guess, in but real only life. one through three yeah. have been translated. Um, I believe it was announced that four is definitely coming to English as well. Uh, and then I guess they're just going to base it on how well you know three and four did to see if we get five, six, and seven as well. Um, Are they all the same length? They're all four. They're episodes? all six. I mean, I'm assuming they're all what? six hours. So however many episodes they get from yeah, that. it's a six hour thing. Uh, I think the third season was five episodes. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Okay. So. And it's just a matter of how much content there yeah. is to the show rules, you. The rule changes they make from season to season two make it so much better. Yeah, and okay. even, like, yeah, each season's... I don't know what they do for season four, obviously, yeah. but I would assume it's another good ad. Alex, if you could cast any number of comedians, who would you put in documental? So I was talking to Dan and Tom about this last night. Uh, I don't know if you know some of the comics I'm going to name. Brian Regan, I think, would go in there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we bring back Dane Cook. Yeah, uh, I, I could see that. That would be fun. We get Tom Green in there. Oh, okay. That's a weird choice. Well, I, I'm. Tr- we were trying to think of people last night that, like, obviously you're not getting the A-listers. None of the A-listers are coming into here. They're not coming in. So, and probably some Bs are probably, maybe, you got to get people that were, like, maybe famous 10, 15 years ago. Bring them back. You know, get the career restart. You don't think you could get one or two, like, sort of bigger names like to what, show like up who? for this? Yeah, who? who? Uh, I haven't even thought about who yet. I just was just saying because I was thinking like like I think Kevin like Kevin Hart probably a big no. Um, No, he'd be terrible at this. You think he would be terrible? You think he'd be? I think he would be bad. I think he'd be bad. Really? I think think he would laugh too easily at everything. All right. I don't think you're getting. I feel it's such a defense game. I don't think you're getting Seinfeld in here. No. Uh, I don't think you're getting Larry David in here. You know who you would definitely get? Who? Amy Schumer. Oh yeah, you would. Yeah, okay. I see that. Doesn't mean you want her, but you would definitely get her. No, you could get her. You could get her. You could get one of the guys from How Did This Get Made. Definitely, you can get one of them in here. Um, oh yeah, that would be great. You can get one of them. Any almost okay. If you do, you guys watch the. I mean, I know Dan does, but do you watch? Uh, I'm sorry, Andrea Savage on True TV. It's a no. It's not. Is it a sitcom? Would you call it a sitcom? It's, it's a sitcom for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's a sitcom. I would say it's, oh, a, any... it's a show that's written with different situations. There's comedy in. Okay, all the comics on that show would be in, could go into documental. I think her. Um... Uh, anyone? Well, how about anyone from Impractical Jokers? I don't know. I, who they would you laugh pick? A lot. You can never. Sal laughs immediately. Joe. Maybe, would be like the, maybe Joe, Q. Yeah, Joe, Joe. I would either Joe or Q would be the two. I'd probably. Actually, Joe's yeah. the, uh, Joe. I feel like is the one who laughs the least and cracks the least. Yeah. Um, so I would, I would, I like also the idea that they have to put up their own money. It makes it definitely makes it more. Yeah, that would probably get rid of the impractical jokers. <laughs> Why? What do you mean? No, I feel like some of them would be up for the challenge, though. I feel like Murr would do it because he'd be like, "I'm going to show everyone that I can do this," and he yeah. would get eliminated. Well, yeah, yeah, but I feel like that's you wouldn't want him out of everyone on the show. <laughs> he'd be like your last draft pick. Uh, you could probably get like Hannibal a... Burris. Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. He's yeah, not allowed to be like could. super high, so he can't feel anything though. Keenan, you could totally get <laughs> Keenan Thompson is the is the number one billing for the show. They're gonna get Keenan Thompson. Yeah, he'll be in there. Hundo pay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pierre. Oh, Pierre um, maybe. Who is the uh, who's the SNL? Uh, she plays. She like impersonates uh, Lynch a lot. Uh, Katie McKinnon. 
Is that her name? Kate. Oh, McKinnon? Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Yeah, maybe you might be able to get her. I think you probably could get her in there. Yeah, she would probably She'd be very be good at it. Maybe some non-comics. Maybe some like you know what I mean. Like some other non-comedians could probably go in as well. Like Burt Reynolds. Yeah, more like comedy actors. Yeah, like comedy actors, but not necessarily comics. Like I don't know, people who have appeared on SNL before have been funny. Like some of them have been funny, some have not been. Um, I you would. Know. S- I, I don't know. What celebrity yeah. guests on SNL? Some can be pretty funny. No, no, no. Can... I, I was, I was thinking something. I guess I was thinking you meant like some of the other hosts of SNL, and I was, not a host, but like uh, actual like members of SNL. And I was like, I guess those would just be comics, though. Yeah, those are pretty much just comics, I think. But yeah. uh, maybe I, I feel Who? like you already have enough people in the room. I think we're good. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're good. Uh, especially because we should probably start talking about some games. Probably, probably. There are going to be uh, g- g- games on this uh, video game podcast, right? Good, 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 game. I hope so. Game Who's been playing anything that's not Void Bastards? Me. Dan, me. what have you been playing? Uh, I've been getting back into some Madden and playing some more of that golf uh, PGA, whatever the hell it's called game. I forget what it's called. The Golf Club. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we finally cleared up who had challenged me to a match. Uh, it was, I guess, Slater was in the Discord. Told me that was the match they challenged me to. So we got to find out. Or we got to figure out, I guess, the way I'm gonna face them, and if it's for anything that matters. Mm-hmm. Like they had suggested yeah, a bunch of. I guess even him can work it out. Well, like um, they they suggested it. like a bunch of free Patreon like subscriptions to people. I'm like, I don't think I can even do that if I wanted to. <laughs> uh, I don't think he was suggesting free Patreon subscriptions. I believe he was suggesting that person purchases the subscriptions for the people. But I don't know how you would do that without giving everyone your credit card information. Uh, I mean, you could Venmo people. I'm sure there's a way we could figure it out. I guess. Be minimally cumbersome. I'm certain there's a way <laughs> minimally to risk averse. Minimally. Yeah. Mi- yeah. I mean, worst yeah. case scenario, you could but, Venmo people, which doesn't yeah. actually give out That's anything true. that matters. And then, Alex, you. Yes, said sir. you wanted to get in this. Well, if we were going to do some kind of like tournament, but it doesn't sound like there's uh, any interest. So. I mean, Why would for I golf, be... all you have to do <laughs> is play at the same time on the same course. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, if we're uh, booting up like we golf, I'd be down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I it's haven't played this game. It's not that complicated a game. Like, I'm not like a golf master or anything. Totally understand, hardest. but I'm not going to do any sort of a wager or bet on a game I've never played. Oh, no, no. I'm not about. saying like a real, like, <laughs> I was thinking like something dumb, not like money. I am down. Right. I am down. I'm down for a casual tourney for sure. Um, cash, cash is and by up casual down for tourney. Cash. You mean no pants allowed? Yeah. Oh yeah. We're all we're all not wearing pants. It's great. But uh, no, I'm I'm I know I'm gonna lose that. So there's no way I'm I'm wagering anything there. Um, yeah. All right. Thanks for that. Who else is playing something? I only played Void Bastards. Okay, Tom. Um, I have uh, played more Super Mario Maker. Uh-huh. Um, very near to beating uh, all of the levels made by Nintendo in the game, uh, and started playing some online content. Uh, you guys are sick fucks. You've made some really fucking hard, um, really twisted <laughs> levels. Really don't know how deep of a dive I'm going to do on that. Um, because a game that came out last week that I was expecting to somewhat enjoy and I turned out loving was uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Um, I think the game is going to be one of the content... Not I'm not going to say that it's going to contend for Game of the Year, but it's going to be in my top 10 for sure once the year is done. Hmm. Um, I thought... I think that the game... 
um, has a it's a really fun story. It's like a really fun uh, comic book story. The characters all feel really great, and there's a actually a decent level of challenge to a lot of the bosses. Um, so you have to really think about your team. You have to think about what attacks you're using when, um, and uh, it plays and looks really great on the Switch. Uh, when you do big team attacks and there's a lot of graphics happening, the Switch will plummet into single-digit frame rates. Um, mm. But uh, I've really been um, enjoying it. Um, and, yeah, and I, I beat the story uh, earlier today, uh, which wow. is surprising. Um, it's only 10 to 12 hours, but th- yeah. the idea is, is you're going to go back and replay it on top of... Um, um, you're going to go back and replay it on top of there being challenges. There are like these infinity trials where you go and uh, fight, bo- refight bosses, but they're a little bit different and you get different bonuses depending on how, how much you accomplish, like beating it within a certain time, um, doing a certain amount of damage, using a certain amount of uh, uh, certain characters and stuff like that. I uh, really love it. Really, really recommend it to uh almost anyone that um is a comic book fan and has a switch um uh but other than that i th- i think those are those are really the the two games that i've been playing um question yeah. for you so mm. i'm surprised because you're saying you love it so much and it might be in your top 10 it's not getting good reviews it's i mean it's not terrible but it's got a 74 right now I mean, I you know, I'm a huge Marvel fan, so that's definitely playing into it. I think the characters yeah. are really well written and well scripted. Um, what do you think people aren't liking about it that it's being scored on the lower end? Because that's basically the like a 74 is basically it's not a bad game, but you don't need. To I play. mean, I think that I like. I think for a lot of people, the the game is just not what they want, which is uh like a you know, it's very much a. PlayStation 3, you know. Yeah. You know, Marvel People didn't want a Switch game. game, I guess. Right. Did I have this yeah. game? Sorry? Yes, this, this is, is my on game your... Le- yes, this yeah. is your Nintendo game. You currently have 74 Great. for this. Thank God it didn't do that well. <laughs> um, yeah. um, I, 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 but I'm, I'm seeing a lot of uh, positive praise just from, like, through, like, social media, what people are talking about it. It might not be just reviewing as well. Like, the thing is, is, like, I don't think it's, like, a 9 or a 10. I do think it's you know like a 7.5 but oh, okay. it's it it does i think it just does what it intended to do so well and it is just is what it intended to be uh, and it fucking nails that i feel um, like when something gets a 7.5 rating that means it does what it intends to do at an average pace but that's not but that's not i i don't think what the the i think a part so you're a part, saying there's no possible version of this game that could have gotten like a that nine. is kind of what you're saying uh, I think yeah no I I do uh, that is what I'm saying I think that this game would be wildly different from I the Avengers game that's aiming for like a nine or a ten is going to be Marvel's Avengers by um by uh, Square Enix that I mean I just you know, find that very interesting that you are saying that the best version of this game is a seventy five is a C. Well, look, this is a much more complicated discussion about just reviewing games and scoring games based on what they are in general. 
um, mm-hmm. that we won't get into right now. Um, because I no, think, maybe we should I think, get into I think we should get into that. I think we should get into a video game podcast. God, we'll right. be here we're, all day. Like, the no, we're not going to be here like, all day. I, th- I think that whilst we do do, like, you know, we do have a lot do? of things revolving yeah, again do. around gaming scores, like the, the Fantasy League, I think giving numbers to games and literally any form of media is stupid. I don't think that it is uh, constructive. So you're saying... I'm with Tom on this, but I do think we should give all of my games a 10 out of 10. <laughs> okay, but what you're saying is is that there is no version of this rules. game that can earn a 9 or, or even a 10. I'm just saying that the goalposts for what a 9 and a 10 are has dramatically changed from what a 9 or a 10 was when the other two Marvel Ultimate Alliance games came out. So what you're also saying then is that the, the enjoyable factor, how much I enjoy a game, there's no difference between a game that gets a 10, or there might be, you could correct me, there's no difference in that factor between a game that gets a 10 and a game that gets a 7.5 because this game that got the 7.5 could be just as fun. It's just the kind of game that would never get a, ten, a 9 or a 10. Correct. But it's still just as fun. And I would I th- love it I just think, as much. I think, there are, I think there are games that if I was looking at them from an industry perspective where it's a game that gets a 9 or a 10, I think there are games that are worthy of getting 9 or 10s but I don't think that they are as enjoyable or as... Um, so is is the rating system flawed that yes, we are... Yes, of course it is. Of course, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, 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 I know. So then what would, would you change the rating system to being something like uh, they get docked points for technical things or they get docked points for these kinds of oh, things? That's what it used to be. Well, that's what I'm saying in the sense that if this game doesn't really have any technical difficulties and it's just a good game overall... Should it just get the same kind of score as another game that just you know didn't have any technical problems there should and be came out? This is why scores multiple need categories to just go maybe. Away. Well, the problem with getting rid of scores completely no, you is can't then, get rid then, of scores. Like, the casual people have no basis to go on whatsoever. Right. I have to go. I have to so, buy my games. Like you know, I can't buy every game. I don't play every game, obviously. So I so, will base it on a certain feeling. Right. I mean, I don't really base it on. Score per se, but I you usually just change it to like score. highly recommend. Recommend the game. Don't recommend. The, yeah, you, and that, you know and that's there's what a the guy did. They got rid of their numbers and they switched to a a system like that where it's like you should not play this. Yeah, you should play this, and you should really play this. Yeah, and if you want to know um, why, a, you can read the thing. Right. Yeah. Well, there's all there's a YouTuber <laughs> that I watch sometimes. Um, like, what that, the fuck does a seven point two mean? You know, right, like right. it's so stupid. Well, it's slightly right. worse 7. than seven point three. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Great. Anyway, so there's a YouTuber that I watch that rates games on a buy, wait for, you know, buy, rent, or wait for sale rating. Yeah. Or never touch it. Um, that guy's pretty good. And the way he goes through what he, you know, goes through. But usually what I look for is I usually, like, for God of War, like, I was just reading a lot on Reddit about it. And I was getting, like, hyped by what people were writing about it, not necessarily saying how good it was or how bad it was. Right. Just saying, like, what they were doing in the game. So I was like, oh, this seems awesome. Like, this seems great. Or, like, you know, that kind of... I don't really look at the number. I look to see what the overall feeling I get is from... Unfortunately, Reddit is pretty much all I use. But the overall feeling I get from people who post on Reddit about a game is usually what steers me, you know, yeah. to a buyer. And I, I do similar with, like, Twitter or Reset Era as opposed to Reddit. And that's, uh, which I and think that's is what I a lot think of people w- do. People do... Fa- or they do Facebook. Yeah. Or they do Instagram. And... And that's what I think why I like this game so much, and it's a personal, excuse me, 
it's it's for me like a nine. Tom's or a getting 10. choked up because right. Yeah. Uh, because I'd be sitting there playing and I'd complete an area, I'd complete a mission. There's ten ten different locations that you visit to, and I'd sit there and I'd be engrossed in the story and I you know stumble okay next we're going to wakanda and i'm like shit i'm about to unlock black panther let me keep playing and you yeah. know be i've i haven't beat a game in a week i can't even remember the last time i've like sat down and really played a game uh and been able to to beat it in such a short amount of time I and mean, granted the story is only 10 to 12 hours but um it just it just hooked me, but I I do think that your enjoyment to it is going to be directly linked to your enjoyment for these characters. If you don't care about Marvel, then this like there's very little that's that's going to keep you. All right, you. so I think I, from here on I, out, I think I agree. I think we use the the number system for our little fantasy thing. But I but think do, there can there can be a number system that works as long as you separate. The like the technical aspects of the game from enjoyability. Like it, there should be two. It should be like, I guess, quality and then enjoyability. But then you still run into the problem. Something could of, be like a ten. Well, it could be like this amazing world they built and it's just a shit game. Yeah, but you run you run into the problem of okay. Well, Anthem. then what's the technical <laughs> graded on? Is it yeah. is it graphics? Is it that the game doesn't have any problems? Because the game could just have ugly art. But the art could be done really well, or you just don't like the art. Like it's just, it's all just too subjective. So like, uh, I don't know. Numbers are not really a subjective thing. You're, They're meant to right, be like you're prescribing an yeah. objective number to a subjective, uh, you know, rating. Look, if so, there were a good answer that like we could just figure out very easily, then all these other media outlets wouldn't still be trying to figure it out after years, like yeah, decades exactly. of trying to do it. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like when you write a paper. Like I had a professor that would rate a paper based on the points that you hit. Did you hit like did you write this argument? Did you hit each part of the rule correctly and you were rated based on that? I had another professor that just literally was just like, Oh, this feels like a B. So I'm gonna put it in the B pile. Yeah, I, I and then also I have think a professor that in school are like stupid as well. All right, well when you're doing math Probably not considering. Yeah. Okay, when you do, when you're doing equations, but that's but the if point you're doing I'm a making. Subjective thing, but like the, a paper. right? But that's what I'm trying to say. Like math and those questions and everything, that's fine. And so, whatever that you want to do with that, that's fine. But when you have paper, when I, when you have to write a paper, like in law school, when I was writing papers, I literally had professors that would rate you based on if you hit the correct points, and that was fine. And another guy that would just start putting papers in piles that he believed were C's, B's, A's, and it was like, well, this paper was better than this paper, so I'm going to put this in the A-plus pile. Like, it was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so it's just like, oh, I'm just, I'm literally throwing the papers up in the air and being like, well, wherever they land, I guess that's, that's the rate. That's strategy. Like, that's just was, madness. Uh, we, I was like, I'm never taking, <laughs> I'm never, this guy's never going to be my that. professor again. That's madness. Fuck you. Um, Tom, yeah. I, I, so my second question for you was, what's your mm. squad for Marvel Ultimate Alliance? Who's, who's in your uh, squad? So, currently, who's in my squad is Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Storm, and um, Ghost Rider. Oh, interesting squad. Um, reason being is because uh, I have Storm for a lot of wide attacks because uh -huh. she can like send a tornado in or bring like a hailstorm down. Uh -huh. um, Doctor Strange has a very useful ability where he can like shoot a gust of wind forward and anyone in its path he heals. Sounds like on your storm. team. Oh, okay, he's a healer. Got it. Okay. Yeah, he's he's got his attacks are like he has uh he has the crimson 
rods of Watum or whatever, uh-huh. and that he can he can entrap enemies and like hold them, and then he yeah, can like also he does the heal. Thanos, like with the ribbons, the red ribbons. Exactly, yeah, yeah the ribbons of of Catan or whatever. Yeah, uh, Black Panther has a lot of really strong um ag- uh, aggressive attacks yeah. and then ghost rider has um his chain which allows to like kind of if you're being okay. overwhelmed like yeah. knock a ton of people back totally and is the thing like is Nicolas is like cage as ghost rider or no it's it's not they did not get oh. nick cage to to voice the comic him. relief oh. yeah down. the more recent adaptation um, of ghost rider on agents of shield is awesome yeah uh, he's getting his own Hulu show. Yeah, it's really um, show. But there's a lot of Steel is, Shield is still. There's on. a lot of uh, really yeah, great upgrade systems happening. Oh. There's a lot of really great uh, upgrade systems happening too. Like uh, there are these crystals you can find where it increases uh, each. Ca- you can equip them to a different character, and it will increase their vitality mm-hmm. by a certain percentage, uh, or. It'll really increase their strength and really lower the de- their defense. Mm-hmm. And then there are buffs that you can have for the whole team. And then on top of that, you can customize which skills are um, um, uh, higher because uh, you have like points to spend on, you know, this attack, this special attack. I want to max out, but it's going to cost me a lot. So I'm I'm for. Uh, yeah. Not a not a you know not being able to upgrade this other attack to that higher percentage, um, so there's just a lot of really cool underlying systems that I that I'm really really enjoying. Um, Great. And the online is actually pretty good. I played uh, with Zerniac. Uh, we did a we did a mission. Um, that is the the one gripe I have about the game is your friendly AI is so stupid. Um, it's it's infinitesimally harder to play it with the three other characters being the computer. So if you have friends who are playing it, I heavily recommend playing it with them. And if you don't have friends, I recommend you get some. Definitely. Perfect. At least three of us. Will yeah. Be if you don't have friends, join our Discord. Up. There'll be someone there to play a game with you. Um, Absolutely. I've been playing the re-download games game. So I have a external drive on my Xbox hmm. that I realize now, like I've been having trouble with it over the last like six months, and now it's gotten to the point where it's like just too annoying. But I have to like unplug it and plug it in. It's stuff with like yeah, I have that launch. same problem. Did you? Interesting. Yeah, so like every time I restart my Xbox, I have to like unplug it and replug it in. Yeah, well, so but mine wasn't even that. Like I, I, it just wouldn't work like half the time recently. So I, I just got a new drive because this external drive also I've had since basically the system came out. So it's getting kind of older now. Um, so I just got a new four terabyte drive. So now I just have everything re-downloading, uh, which I just got it today. Uh, which is cool because now I can fit like everything on there. So I'm just downloading all my 360 games and just like tons of stuff. So if I ever want to play anything, I will be able to. Um, but for that reason, I pretty much only played Void Bastards because uh, some of the other stuff I wanted to play was on the external drive and I was too lazy to re-download anything to the internal drive. And if I tried to move stuff, it wouldn't work for some reason. It was it was a total pain in the ass. Um, so getting that resolved, but that's it. You guys want to talk news? Not I'd love really. to. Great. Let's talk. about some game news uh i have very quickly we'll go over some score changes here alex marvel ultimate alliance currently a 74 that just came out that's your nintendo switch title uh bringing you uh quite a bit higher considering you had um no points for animal crossing so that is pretty good uh dan fire emblem three houses has its first scores up so far it's currently at an 88 which is great. That's it's actually going to be well. your highest score so far. Um, Not surprising. 
yeah, so that's that's <laughs> we have a couple of games come out uh, yeah, at that. I got point. Madden coming out next week, right? Yeah, and then so comes out tomorrow. For what's coming out soon? Or today when this um, releases? <laughs> it's early release to, tomorrow, the next day, or something like that. Uh, it says Madden comes out next week. It comes out in so seven Madden days. comes out August second. But if you buy a certain oh the EA package, access like thing, one of the pre-orders, yeah, not even the EA access. You can buy like it's like the superstar package. Got it. You can Gold get three edition. days early. But access. it's still the actual release date is in seven days. Yeah, the um, official release date is still the second. So I actually have all our games that currently, or at least the ones that are listed on the on a countdown thing. So coming up, like tomorrow is actually the fire. So today, if you're listening, is uh, on Friday the actual release of Fire Emblem. So there'll be a lot more reviews. So that score could go up or down because um, right now it doesn't have a ton of scores on it yet. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood is coming out as well. Uh, yeah, Madden. Not getting the best reviews. Yeah. Uh, Madden eight, uh, 20, Age of Wonders, Planetfall, Remnant, Rise from the Ashes, Ancestor, uh, Control, The Dark Pictures, Blair Witch, Astral Chain, Phoenix Point, River City Girls are all coming out. Uh, Blair Witch can get a straight 100. Yeah. That's basically everything coming out in the next month. So we have a lot of games. And some of the, there are some titles that aren't listed on this counter that are probably going to come out because they have like dates that just weren't listed there yet. So we have a lot more stuff coming out very soon. We're going to have a ton of uh, score changes coming up in that. Uh, Tom, what else happening in the news? Um, Nintendo has a new policy for anyone that is suffering from Joy-Con drift. I'm curious, do you guys have this issue with your Joy-Cons where you'll you know, go in a certain direction and it will continue without, well, even after you've like reset it back to the I its use them po- so infrequently position? that I do not know. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> um, I had didn't I? Oh, no, did I have this issue or my left Joy-Con wasn't you working? You had the I sent disconnect it in and I sent issue it back. when it came out. This is different. Oh, then, oh, then yeah. uh, I'm actually I'm with Chris and Dan. I'm not sure. So uh, that's very lucky because it's actually grown into a pretty regular uh, occurrence to the point where Nintendo is now doing free um, repairs. And if you have paid for a repair in the past to get your Joy-Cons fixed. I, I specifically for the drifting problem uh they'll actually refund you so that is uh you know they're doing doing the right thing there um i don't really have everything's kind of small really honestly there was some more death stranding news they Are were going like to get ki- looking down in your lap or something no cuz that way he, the balls would oh, seem God. big at least here come <laughs> okay can we get the like 2 minutes of shit jokes out of the way um, I'm I sorry. Made a joke. I don't think I've made a joke the entire podcast. <laughs> We're not allowed to make jokes anymore. It's been 50 no. minutes. I made no jokes. Was it just, just a video game problem. podcast now? Oh my god. Um, there's a Plants vs Zombies three coming out. Don't know if we talked about that last week. No. But don't I mean, know who here is a huge Plants vs Zombies. If it was fan. Garden Warfare again, I would be super pumped. It's not, so I'm not as excited about it. I loved those games. Oh, is it not? I thought those were fun as hell. Um. And then, yeah, Hideo Kojima originally was um, pitched. I don't, I don't know if he was going to get him or not, but they were going to get Keanu Reeves for Death Stranding, but he wanted Mads Mikkelsen instead, uh, which I guess freed Keanu up to do uh, Cyberpunk. Um, yeah, but I would say that other than that, the news is pretty light. I gotta say, Keanu Reeves is in the news a lot more now than I would have thought he would have been five years ago. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, like, for, uh, he kind of like was like disappearing. 
And then like yeah. John Wick came out, and all of a sudden this huge like sixth time Keanu's had like a wave of of popularity. Yeah, I think um, I, like I think it's also partially like has to do with like how much of a meme he's become as well over the last decade on the internet. Yeah, I think that's also a big part of it. Obviously, the movie has a lot to do with that, but I think they kind of go hand in hand. It's like sad Keanu gif and like uh, images and stuff like that. So I think there's and yeah. then obviously with with John yeah. Wick. I think it's like sort of the combo of him being in like some dope movies as well as uh, sort of him just becoming a bit of a meme himself. People now are just like, it's a bit of a Keanu sense, if we can. <laughs> it is a Keanu sense. <laughs> I um, think it's more of the Keen ke- Enlightenment. Um, don't know if that, that works. It doesn't as work well. that well. No. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Team Rocket is in Pokemon Go now, which is actually really oh, cool. Oh, that is cool. I didn't uh, hear really? about I that. I think it's my favorite. Now, it's my. F- do they just like, steal your Pokemon? Like, how does that work? So the way it works is that um, you remember Pokestops, uh, I assume. Um, uh, some of the Pokestops are like a darker shade of blue, and they're kind of glitching out. And that is a one that's been taken over by Team Rocket. So when you go to that Pokestop and swipe, after you get the items, a Team Rocket grunt will appear, and you have to battle them. And then once you've battled them, uh, you can catch their shadow Pokemon. Um, and Shadow Pokemon are just other Pokemon, but they have, you know, regular Pokemon, but they have an evil aura. And oh, so once it's the equivalent of a, a evil goatee. Exactly. They just essentially just stuck an evil goatee on a Charmander. And then once you catch it, you can use Stardust and Candy to purify it. And then a purified Pokemon, what's great about them, them is their stats are boosted, their IV stats. And then it takes less candy to power them up and less candy to evolve them. So instead of it, it's like, say, if you had a, a Charmeleon that you wanted to evolve into Charizard. Um, Charizard. <laughs> I knew you were going to laugh at that. I was waiting for it. If you wanted to evolve him, instead of it taking 100 candy, it only takes 90 candy. Um, so there's there's a benefit to, to having them. Um and yeah, so team so team rockets in the game, um, and it, I, I really like the update quite a bit. And um, you know, because I casually play it here and there, just like if I'm walking, I'll pull it out. But today, I was like, oh, there's a corrupt fucking <laughs> thing right by the corner. I'm gonna go out and actually do it. Um, so it's 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 cool. That's great. Um, there was a new Overwatch character. That was announced, but none of us play that game. Oh, I know some of our listeners do. Yeah. A lot of people do play that game. We yeah. just don't. Yeah. I'm surprised how big that game still is, um, to, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I have. Um, I know some guys who like are, who do stuff, and some of them still play in like Overwatch League. Um, they've like been on like winning teams before, and they're still tweeting about it all the time. Like They're still going to like big events for it and stuff. There was that big Apex Legends event. Um, the Apex Legends Pro Am the other day, completely. Yeah, it was like it was on ESPN two, um, and then it was on like ABC I think after that, like a couple days later. Um, they had like some pro players, and I think they also had they might have had like some celebrities in there too, but it was mostly like pro players and big streamers and stuff, um, which was kind of interesting seeing that stuff happen i keep hearing apex legends the new content is fun so i i do have that reinstalling i might want to jump back in and i actually heard did you hear about the update coming to PUBG? 
uh, the, it's like a story update. It gives like an actual reason as to why you're. Yeah, on the but island. they've done like a ton of know other updates that. since we've last played. They've like added a lot of content to the game, and now they're like changing some mm. stuff. Like, first of all, they added stuff like I heard like flare guns and things like that to the game. But um, back on the are we getting back into PUBG? Well, so back on the original <laughs> island now, you'll be able to like grab on top of like ledges on top of like buildings and stuff and like pull yourself up so there's gonna be like new vaulting and like clambering that wasn't there before which sounds pretty cool as well as some new vehicles apparently um there was one other thing that i can't remember that i heard about which sounded great oh uh a game that i loved that i played earlier this year called bad north is getting a huge update i think it comes out right now if you play it on pc it's a great indie game um but the console version update's coming within a few weeks as well. And that's going to be a major... It was, it's a really hard game. Like, even if you play it on easier difficulty, by the time you get to the final island, it's a bit of, like, an RTS roguelike. Um, you just get destroyed. Like, I was doing really, really well. And I got up to the final island. And at that point, I was still... I was, like, crushing some of the previous levels. And I didn't even come close to finishing that final island. So, like, they, they, they adjusted stuff with the difficulty scaling and made it so that like when you unlock stuff because it's a bit of a roguelike and you die you can continue with the upgrades that you got now as well as like there are save state islands so that you don't have to go all the way back to the beginning so they've made some changes to the game which is pretty great uh and that's all the info i have unless you have anything else no it's just been kind of devoid of news since e3 really it is the summer that's how it works Gamescom yeah. coming Evo's up. Evo's next week. Those soon. So. Oh, and then Tuna and I um, are going to this thing called Play NYC on August 10th mm. um, in New York. It's a very indie-focused um, game conference thing. It's just in like a theater. Um, I don't. I can't remember. What it, it, it's a different location the last time I was there. Um, but we'll 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 be covering that. We'll be checking that out. Um, so th- there'll they'll be some news then, I guess. <laughs> awesome. That sounds great. Uh, okay. Let's go ahead. Dan, do you have a fortune for us this week? I believe I don't. I think I'm out of oh, fortune Oh, the numbers are bad this week, guys. I thought you had fortune cookies for the days. What happened? We used yeah. them all. I don't eat Chinese food I that think often. he said last Otherwise, week Otherwise, I'd that... be even fatter than I am now. Yeah, I, th- I think he said last week that he had to order more Chinese food. So, which is why I asked because I wasn't sure that we did oh. have any. Yeah, it's it's uh, mm. it's, it's not a it's not a once a week thing because that's not healthy usually. What I get, <laughs> I usually yeah. sesame chicken, which is like the worst thing you can order. We're just gonna have to Health order one. a box of fortune cookies. The best way to go. Yeah, I'll go on like Amazon. Uh, okay. They're all gonna be broken. Then let's move on to. They'll probably have better fortunes. Listener mail. Hit me. If you want to write us emails, Alex, how can they do that? Email at unrankedpodcast.com. Yay! Uh, So this first one came in from Addison, and Addison writes, Hey, fellas, I appreciate the tips about New York last week. I look forward to it. By the way, Dan, it's week two, Jets v. Browns. My question for you guys is, what's your favorite PC game of all time? Diablo 2 or 3 is up there for me. Stay unranked, fellas. Suck it. Also, I'd like to hang out with you all if you can make that happen. Uh, He included his Twitter, and if you want to set something up, Hit him up. He's going to be in New York soon. So, you know, hey, if you're in the area and we are available, we'll let you know. I know Thursdays typically is the day that we record, so that is sometimes difficult for us, just so that people know. Uh, all right, guys. Favorite PC game of all time? Uh, Age of Mythology. 
I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Hold on, everyone at once. One, mm. two, three. No. All right, Tuna. Okay. What are you gonna say? Um, Rollercoaster ty- Tycoon. Yeah. Which one? Is it like Loopy two. Landscapes? No, two. Two. Yeah, two. Rollercoaster Tycoon two. Classic. Do you have a favorite expansion? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dan. Uh, see for a PC game, probably like Age of Empires three. Oh, Age of Empires. Oh, you know what? That's not the one I was thinking of. I've played that one. It's pretty good. Have you ever played Rise of Nations? No. It's like it take you start like very like I don't know how far back it goes. Maybe you start like Roman times, but like as the game progresses, you get further and further into the future, and you unlock like as you go through different societies, more technology and stuff. It was very cool. It was a cool game. Um, Tom? Age of Mythology. What the hell is that? It's, I played that, actually. It's it's the, it's from the people that made Age of Empires, but it's based in ancient ancient times, and it, it employs like a lot of mythology. So the first... I, I remember the first mission, Clear as Day, because I would play it over and over again. It's set in ancient Greece, and you have to protect like the Greek navy from an attack from a kraken. And so, like, there's all kind, and then there's like Egyptian mythology in there. There's Norse mythology, and so like you call upon like the power of the gods, and there's all kinds of you know the Minotaur and stuff. So it's it's Age of Empires, but like, what about the Major Tor? <laughs> he's nice. he he he's he's too big. He's too he's the big leagues. He he doesn't show up. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's essentially Age of Empires, just with, um, with mythological creatures. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, but I played a ton of Rollercoaster Tycoon as well. Um, and then Lego, uh, Island and Lego Races, um, played both of those excessively on the PC. But I guess you could play those on console too. Oh, Lego Island was awesome. Lego Island was sweet. That's a game I would love an HD update for. They kind of did with that Lego Worlds game that came out. Yeah, it was, kind it of was like not Lego Island, though. No, no, it's not. Remember no when he what gets they the pizza and it burns the top of his mouth? It was great. Yep. No Too matter hot. what they would do at this point, I feel like all those games that you wish they would just make like a newish version of, like never lives up to your memory of it. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's some rose-colored yeah, glasses with Lego, Lego yeah. Island. Maybe. I know it's a janky as hell game, but I would love to play it again just on something that, like, even I remember when I was playing it, like, it would, like, stutter and the frame rate was bad. So just if they could just put out the same exact game just with current hardware, like, I I don't even need them to reskin it. Like, I'll just play it again. It's fine. It'll just run better. Um, I would actually say, so I wanted to at first say Carmen Sandiego because I love to play those games. Uh, Those games were really fun. But I'm probably going to say Marathon, because I really liked the Marathon games on the PC uh, when I was younger. So I'm probably For Carmen San Diego, where's your favorite place that she was? <sighs> Egypt. Okay. Yeah. Was There's like, no wrong like, answers here. Oh, the pyramids are missing. It's like, how did she even do that? <laughs> She's Carmen San Diego. But where does she put it? Is she also uh, like Mary Poppins? I don't know. Yes, but instead of having a purse, her she just shoved everything up there. Yeah. <laughs> The new uh, Carmen Sandiego cartoon show is actually pretty good. Um, I've not it's seen a very, it. It's a, it's a good new take on the character. It's it's a, definitely also a cartoon show made for kids. Uh, but with that being said, it was still like enjoyable to just like binge through one day while I was doing other stuff. It was pretty fun. 
Um, Speaking of things made for kids, I have to mention this to you because I don't know when you were thinking of possibly coming this way. So I found out, and I told Alex about this. I don't know if I told Tom or not. Uh-huh. Uh, so um, out at, out on Long Island this December, they're having uh, like uh, with host uh, Steve Summers. Uh, they're doing double there. Oh Mark wow, Summers. Mark Summers, Mark Summers, Steve Summers. Sorry, Steve Summers. I believe is Cyclops. <laughs> yeah, Scott Summers. Scott Summers. Oh, Scott Summers. Oh, Damn, I don't God. know who Steve is. <laughs> Steve's his dad. Uh, anyway, but anyway, Mark Summers. So he's, it's going to be like double dare out there. I want to go see it. Yeah, I would go. Hundo. This when is, is this? a this is a Nickelodeon it's early December. Thing. Mm. Wait, you Tom? Whoa, have you never seen? But well, we can dare? participate in it, right? I doubt or it. No. Okay. I very much doubt it. It's like an audience thing, I think. You just go and watch it. Uh, really? I, I doubt that everyone who goes gets to participate. That would be a really weird version. Well, of not everyone who goes, but they might pick. Sign they ups could. or something, yeah. I'll have to uh, look into it, because that sounds like fun. So I was just going to say one last thing about Carmen Diego. Uh, if you do watch it, um, friend of the show, Abby Trot, is a voice of one of the main characters on the show. It's Carmen's... Uh, Buddy, redheaded friend on the show. I cannot remember the character's name off the top of my head. Oh my god! Apparently, she was also in Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, she also does that the high score. Oh my god! This I said. This, uh, this girl also, um, Abby. She uh, was the one that sang the song in Smash Brothers for the uh, yes. Smash game. So that's pretty cool. Um, okay, Dan, you want to read your email? Oh, sorry. Actually, before you do, uh, as about me coming back this December, probably not going to happen anymore. Um, because it turns out uh, my brother is having a baby this fall, so family will probably be coming out hey. this way for the holidays because That's he lives in California. So, <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah. All right, Dan. Read the email. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? All right, let's do that. Oh wait, well, were we still lo- reading mine, or was this? Did we, Alex? You didn't read yours yet. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, you'd... yeah, Alex. Read I yours. forgot that we were still doing the first email. Go ahead and read yours first, Alex. Okay, Christian. From Ivan Perez. Hey, guys. Ivan from Chicago here. Longtime listener and fan of the podcast. Lately, I've been bored with video games and was wondering, what do you guys do when you're in a video game slump? Also, if you guys could recommend me any good books to read. Been trying to get into reading more and always stay on and always, always stay unranked and suck a big fat one. Joey, fa- Joey fat one or regular fat one? <laughs> Joey fat one. one. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I could take this. Uh, what do I do when I'm in a video game slump? Um, I go on my iPad a lot, go, you know, uh, on YouTube a bunch, um, watch some video. Half is interesting is a good channel. Wendover productions is a good channel. Watch that all the time. Uh, Veritasium, another good channel. British panel shows. How would I lie to you? And cats does countdown. Also good shows. Uh, books to read. I Claudius. I would Hundo P recommend that book. Um, the Song of Ice and Fire series. Um, the Accursed King series, which is about French monarchy in the 12 and 1300s. Uh, what else? Count of Monte Cristo. If you never read that book, uh, incredible, really good. Mind Hunter, also really good. Uh, and that's really it. Unless you guys have more book recommendations or slump recommendations yeah i mean so to throw on to your youtube thing i would say bon appetit if you want to get into some great cooking they have two really great uh features on the bon appetit channel which are not actually they have like three that are pretty good that are not just regular cooking one of them is called back to back it's a series where the chef 
will instruct the generally like a celebrity or like influencer guest cook and they both have their own stations and they're back to back they can't actually look at what the other person's doing and they will tell the other person what they're making and how to do it step by step and then at the end they turn around and see if their dishes look the same to see if they were actually able to like instruct them to do it right um another one and the best one is probably gourmet eats with uh claire and she's like a national treasure she takes like all the best like snack foods that you could think of and she tries to recreate them in the kitchen which is like super interesting like she's done starburst twinkies she recently tried to do pop rocks which it turns out is basically impossible to do in a regular kitchen um it is uh it's very cool very good show um as well as i would say the tested channel like adam savage's build channel and stuff and uh simone yitch which is spelled like g-e-o-r-t-z uh it's just pronounced very differently than we would assume it is uh her her builds are great um her shitty robots are awesome uh and for book what i'm reading right now is adam savage's every tool is a hammer and it's amazing and i love it so i would recommend that book um to go to riff on christian's youtube um recommendation um some i've been falling into i've I've come across a new YouTube that was worthy of my subscribe uh, click. Um, they're called Car- Corridor Digital. Uh, they worked with, um, like, they kind oh, of yeah. came up with Freddie Wong. Um, but I've been less watching. So that their their main channel is called Corridor Digital, and that's like short films with really cool visual effects. But I've actually been watching Corridor Crew, which is its sister channel, which is a behind the scenes of their lives in the studio and how they make their content. Um, you've probably seen the visual effects artists watching, like ranking great and bad CGI pop up. They've kind of blown up with that. So I started watching those, and it's very good. And I just keep watching their videos, and they're they're doing ridiculous stuff over yeah. there. Um, they with the you know the face app stuff recently they did an episode where that they are trying to break the app to figure out what it's actually doing in order to like make your face old or young or whatever um so i would heavily recommend them they have so much content out there and they're just like really cool guys, weren't those the guys who did that robot that went viral the fake Yes, Boston Dynamics, um, right? The boss, the fe- the boss town dynamics. Yeah, okay. So they That's did, what I uh, they did a, they did a digital short, which was if you've seen any of those Boston Dynamics videos, where it's basically humans beating the shit out of a robot to try and get it to fall over. Um, it's essentially that, but the robot fights back and yeah. like gains sentience and like it, it fooled um, a lot of people, which is great. A, a lot of people are like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's them. So definitely go check their stuff out. In terms of reading, I've been reading uh, a book called Between the World and Me by Tana Hissy Coates. Oh, I read. Um, I did that earlier this year. It was amazing. It's an incredible book. It's very short, so it's a quick read. Yeah. Um, I got into him because he went. He became the writer for Black Panther at Marvel, and now also writes Captain America. And I just loved his writing style. And he's. I mean, he's been a journalist and. Uh, New York Times bestseller for a long time before that. So I think his that book is great. I mean, it talks about what it means to be a minority in America today and what it means. It's a book that not he's a fun read. for his son. It's not a fun read. Um, and it's basically a book that he's written for his son to try and help him, you know, kind of figure out how to, you know, live 
their lives. Um, and then I would actually recommend um, getting a uh, comics uh, Marvel Unlimited subscription and mm. reading some comics. Um, I've been reading recently. I've been jumping in and out of it, but I've made a point to read uh, the entirety of Jason Aaron's Thor run, especially now that they've announced uh, the new uh, Thor Love and Thunder, which will have Natalie Portman returning to be Jane Foster Thor. Um, so those books deal with how that happens in the comics, and they're fucking great. One of the best comics, complete comic series I've ever run, read, sorry. Uh, and I'm about a little over halfway through it. It spans, I mean, he's been writing Thor now since 2012. And I would recommend going all the way back to then um, and reading from there. Um, you know, it's 12 issues every year, so there's probably like 60 or 70 issues you got to read, but it's good stuff. So that's my recommendation. Hey, Dan, do you think we covered it, or do you have anything else you'd like to recommend board people? I, I don't really I don't think there's so many things named already. I don't really have uh, anything in particular, so. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that was way too much for whatever they were expecting as an answer. Well, they've got a lot uh, of answers now. <laughs> Got a lot of options. I was I started reading this book, Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell. Oh yes. Um. So about so who do you think he lists like the most the richest people in the world like ever right uh-huh. like adjusted for in today's dollars right in today's dollars. So who do you think was the richest person who's ever lived according to this list in his book? Genghis Khan. Uh, no. Rockefeller. No. It's John D. Rockefeller who yeah. held the equivalent I of three hundred thirty-eight so. <laughs> million dollars. Didn't he have like Bill- it sorry, was billion? Sorry, billion. It was, a, it was a, billion. For, considering it was like a large percentage of like the world's money at one point. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he holds he held the equivalent today of three hundred thirty-eight billion dollars, and Bill That's... Gates on this list is at comes in at either twenty-seven or thirty-seven. But I mean, like, there's there's a number I forget exactly what it is, but it, like a percentage of the world's money he had that was like, you be like, that's for one person, crazy. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Beginning of the one percent back then. Yeah, the one percent. All right, hold on. I think I think something's getting fucked up here. Oh, uh, Alex has to re-say everything he said. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't know that I do, but <laughs> let's just Alex, stop can you for recommend a second. Everything again? All right, great. That is a lot of recommendations. Dan, why don't you read us that last email? Alrighty, so this is a long one here. So let's start here. Uh, this is going to be from Jonessa, I guess. I'm not good with pronouncing pronouncing things. Uh, Jonessa, something like that. Uh, Resting Pepperonis podcast. Hello, fellas. I recently picked recently picked up Spider Man for PS4 during the Prime Day sale, and I have a question on what you guys think about game difficulty. I got hold on. I got one am a solid. Hardcore PC gamer, and I mainly use my consoles for Netflix, Hulu, etc. As someone that likes the idea of playing console games for the exclusives, it sucks because I'm so bad using a controller versus a keyboard or mouse. I turned down the difficulty on Spider-Man and got award to story mode experience because I kept dying. Should I retire as a gamer and call it quits, or can I enjoy a game without having the Dark Souls destroy my controller experience? Thanks for your time. And then there's a PS. P.S. I hate watching fireworks, but blowing stuff up is always cool. I agree with Tom that fireworks suck because I have dogs, but my dogs are patriotic, so they understand that they are barking to show their allegiance to the flag. Also, suck it. Okay. There you go. The fireworks thing has been shockingly one of the most divisive. It's unbelievable. <laughs> well, actually, in this case, <laughs> he was on both sides of the argument. <laughs> I, it's, it's, 
uh, people I can't believe people are still commenting on it, still talking about it. Discord. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. It's I I can't believe it. Uh, didn't see this coming. No, no. So what about what so. he said? Uh, should should he retire as a gamer, or can he enjoy it without having the uh, Dark Souls destroy his controller experience? No, so. I mean what I would personally say at this point is like we're doing um, this game club thing right now, and I got to tell you. You know, I checked time to beat last time for the Outer Wilds, and I'm looking for Void Bastards. Like, I actually am really excited by the idea of getting to play lots of different games because of Game Pass um, and this new game club thing we're doing. I like it. It's a great idea. But it's like I just don't have a lot of time necessarily to, like, do as many games I would want. And so, like, having really challenging hard games, which is something I used to always love, um, I think having lower difficulties for people like who just don't have the time to always put it in is like really useful which i'm going to bring up on void bastards later because uh i definitely changed my difficulty level at a certain point um so and i i think they should absolutely be there and you shouldn't retire as a gamer i think the whole point of those things is for people to be able to play the games um who don't necessarily either have the time or the skill it's not you know I think most people could probably beat a lot of games if they just spent enough time playing it. But, you know, for some people, it's a lot more than others. So True. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of the, the whole difficulty thing, I think if you're still... In, as long as you're enjoying what you're playing, um, play on any difficulty, it doesn't matter to... You, you, you don't have to prove your mettle as a gamer just to beat no. it on hard or, you know, insane mode or whatever. Um, that being said... You know, if you are the kind of person that enjoys challenging games and I, I like for me, I enjoy I enjoy a challenging game. Um, I'm really glad that something like the Souls games don't have a difficulty option because they would kick my ass over and over again. But I was still enjoying it. And then I finally kind of got into a rhythm and and you know every time you kill a boss or get past a, an area you i i feel a sense of accomplishment but i don't think that that's necessarily going to be the case for everyone so Here's what, sorry go ahead i mean just you know it, as long as you're enjoying it like it do, really does not matter what difficulty you're, you're playing at it, hell the the new assassin's creed games have like an almost non-combat like it's simply exploring the game mode (laughs) right exactly right but i wish uh, what i want i guess what i i get frustrated or overwhelmed when i start a game up and there's like four different difficulty options and i'm always Mm. like okay like the hardest one i'm probably not going to be good at but maybe the one below that i'll be good i like just give me the game as it was meant to be played right give me that game and tell me that that's like the normal experience, which most games oh, do, I think. That's and then what? Just uh, before you move on from that point, you'll appreciate this. Bungie and th- what? What? Uh, I don't know what happened. You uh, on my end? So I, when I started speaking, it looked like you were still talking, but I didn't hear anything. Like I no, I, I no, I stopped when you. Oh, were... maybe my video is on delay. Oh. Maybe the video for you is delayed. Oh, it is. My video view is very behind your audio. I'm going to just turn it off. All right. Um, Everybody watches. All the Halo games, when they make the game difficulty, they they balance the game to heroic is actually, like, where the game is balanced to. So, like, typically when you make a game, they make, like, the standard way it's supposed to be played, and then they'll make – they'll adjust things, like – 
how much health you're able to find or ammo and how much more how many more hits it takes to kill your enemies or vice versa to make it easier or harder but there is like a correct mode like you said you just want to play the way they made it the right. four halo That's all games, I want they actually Go do ahead. it on heroic not normal really yeah they say apparently that that's where the game was balanced for is for heroic, right? Which is so like I, weird. But I want that. Like, I want you to just tell me this is like tell me which is the one that the game is supposed to be played on. And then if you want to go up from there, you can. And if you want to go down from there, you can. But I'm always like, am I pick like with Void Bastards? I was like, I'm just gonna pick the the you know the default. And that's yeah. fine. But you know, God of War, Assassin's Creed, like it's just like that's how the game starts. And if you want, if they don't want to have like a really high difficulty or whatever, but you know, I'm okay with putting in like making it easier for people that don't have the time or people who aren't old enough or whatever. Fine, yeah. put that in there. But I don't like like the ones that are like I don't know where I'm deciding between these two modes, these two difficulties, and I'm like, ah, is this one going to be too easy? And I don't know because I'm starting the game, so it's like I don't know where I'm going to be at. But I yeah, just want to know what, what they think the balanced experience is. Tell me that. I want to play at that level. Which it should That's be normal. Me. I would assume it's normal for most things. It's you just would assume so. Is, but the Halo thing throws the whole thing for a curve. Right. Exactly. So. so go figs. Yeah. I, I, to I totally agree with you. I typically, whatever it comes on, difficulty mode, that's what I play the game on, typically. Usually what I play, except for Halo, we usually try to go for the legendary thing. But Right away. Like yep. that, right, right away, that's what we go for, and that's fine. But, like, God of War, yep. when I boot that up, or Assassin's Creed, when I boot that shit up, like, just tell me this is the, you know, balanced experience. Totally. Um, cool. Alex, are you guys ready if we do a complaint real quick? Sure. All right. Why don't you throw us one quick complaint? Okay. Do you want to guess what it is if I tell you the yeah, category? Yeah, setting. Sprinklers. Sprinklers. Okay. Um, this might be an easy one, but um, when they sprinkle, half of the thing they're sprinkling is the actual area, and then the other half is like the street, and just the the breadth of sprinklage from sprinklers, because sometimes you have to avoid complete streets because they're fucking wetting the pavement. Next. Um, I'm going to make a guess that it has something to do with sprinklers that are on a timer and you never know when they're going to pop off at night and that they don't have any way to detect that there's people walking by and you're just like walking down the street and then all of a sudden you hear and the sprinklers just start hitting you out of nowhere. Dan? I think this is a selfish one. I think it's going to be someone's sprinkler was hitting your car and it was all wet and this was not really a problem, but it was a problem for you. I walked outside and my car was all wet. Um... No, actually, Tom basically got it correct. Sprinklers oh. that sprinkle water across a sidewalk. You have yep. to either walk through the water or walk on wet grass or walk in the street. And I noticed this at my complex over here um, the other day that they have these sprinklers that are right next to like the sidewalk. And they're rotating. And there's grass right there, obviously. But I guess they want to get the, the tiny bit of grass that is on the other side of the sidewalk. Before you hit the street, I know that some areas don't have this always, but on Long Island we typically do. I don't know what it's like in other parts of the country, but it's, you know, you got your grass up to the sidewalk, sidewalk, and then this little strip of glass, and then the street. Um, so this, you know, the sprinklers is spraying from the large grass area across the sidewalk to the little grass area. And yeah. you're basically like, okay, either I'm going to walk on the wet grass, which is not my property, or I'm going to walk through this water, fuck it. Or I'm going to walk in the street and, like, 
I don't know, get hit by a car. I just think it's yeah. rude. Like, why is this water spraying across the sidewalk? It's just yep. like, what the fuck? So you wanted a quick I, complaint? You got a quick complaint. I have that exact same problem at our complex here. But the thing that annoys me about it is when I'm walking at night and suddenly I'm just like, I hear, and then, and I'm just getting wet because I'm on the sidewalk and because they want to hit across the sidewalk as well. Right. And I just don't always know when it's coming. Stupid. It's rude. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, usually if I hear the tick tick, I just get wet right away either way. Yeah. There's like no warning. It's like very quick. You have like a split second to like get out of the way. And sometimes it's like like if I hear it like any any time now, like I'm just like at home watching TV and I hear the click click like I'm wet immediately. Well, I was driving um, on a one of the (laughs) roads around here. I had my windows open and someone's sprinkler was, uh, you know, spraying into the street on one of its rotations and got in the car. So I was like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's not pleasant. Nope. Good job, Tom. Uh, Speaking of good jobs by Tom, Tom, I heard you put a good game together for us today. What do you have? Oh, we have garage sale stop. So each of the guys is going to a garage sale. They have um, $20 to spend on some games. Those games are going to come in three variations. They're either going to be in new mint condition, complete in box, so that's opened, but it has all the packaging and everything, or loose. So it's just the game itself. I'm going to tell them what the game is, what system it's for, and they're going to basically tell me what they want to buy it for. Great. Wow, that was really good if that lines up with the music, because that was... Spot on. Uh, Yeah. Do it. How many games today? We have 10 games. All right. Here we go. Which is, yeah. Uh, So because we have been uh, both Outer Wilds and Void Bastards are space settings for games, these games have a lot to do with space. Oh, you Um, did a theme. Okay. Oh yeah, Try, trying to trying to get a theme just because the website like I'm like not you know makes sure. it easier to pick just stuff. Think of games. Um, don't don't yeah. give away the secret. Just say that you did it because you wanted to do a theme, not because of how easy it was for you. <laughs> anyway, so there's actually some curveballs this week. I'm interested to see how you respond to some of the things that I'm putting out here. Okay. Um, okay. The so you each have twenty bucks. Uh, the first are we game be pinging in for this. Um, no, 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 but then how, no. Do, how do we do like, oh, I want to do it oh, me. like that, that th- like that, like that. <laughs> All right. um, I mean, that's how we've done it before. And I don't think it's necessarily been been an issue. Um, OK, so the first okay. game for PlayStation three, uh, complete mint inbox. So brand new, not opened dead space for the PlayStation oh. three. Who would what like to this? start? Complete inbox? Dead. New. Okay. So, yeah. So, has everything. It's, and we only get $20? Opened. 20 bucks. Yep. Same as every week. week I'll away. spend a dollar. Okay. So, Chris is going to put a dollar. Anyone want to spend any more than a dollar on I'll Dead Space? $2. $2 from Dan. Tuna. How you feeling? How you feeling? I'm, I'm, I'll pass. Uh, okay. It's Dead Space 3, so I will spend $3. It's it's Dead Space for the PlayStation oh. 3. Well, it's, it's the, the PlayStation Dead 3, Space. so I'll still spend $3. <laughs> okay, $3 from Chris. Three for Dan. It, right? He can have it. All right, so Chris bought Dead Space. I a little bit more. 
for three bucks. Damn it. I was hoping that I was going to get you to spend $4. <laughs> All right. So Christian has uh, spent three bucks, so he has got 17 Um Okay, the next game is for the Intellivision, which was what? a... Yes, which was a game okay. console... <laughs> Made by Mattel that came out in 1979. Uh-huh. And it's a game called Star Strike. It is new, so unopened. Um, yep, yeah, that's it. That's all the information you're getting. A dollar from Big A dollar Tuna. from Tuna. Anyone else want to spend any more than a dollar on Star Strike for the Intellivision? I'll go two. Two from, two from Dan. Chris, how you feeling? I'll go three. Uh, oh, Never mind. Tuna's raising it to three. It's quite an old game. Probably you can't the give oldest him too much time. The googling, googling. Where no, no one's on. No one's on video. So. Oh, I didn't. I mean, have I'm not video doing. Back I'm on. Not... Hold on. Here you go. I'm not googling anything. All right. Uh, I would turn. Does anyone want to do more than three bucks? Would freeze up. <laughs> going once. Going twice. Tuna gets it for three dollars, bringing him down to seventeen left. Dan is the only one with twenty intact. The next game, for the GameCube, loose, Whoa. so no packaging, loose. just the game itself. Star Wars Bounty Hunter I've never for the GameCube. Game. Oh, this is the one where you play as Boba Bounty Fett. Bounty Hunter. Django, you play as Django Fett. Django, sorry, Django Fett. So it Django. came out came out around the time of Attack of the Clones for the GameCube, and it's just the disc. Does anyone it's want to? It's just the disc? Dollar. just the disc. Dollar, right, dollar, dollar bill, from y'all. Tuna. Okay, anyone want to do more than a dollar? Not really. No. Okay. He can have it. All right. All right, Tuna, um, for a buck. So he spent $4 so far? Correct. Okay. I have, I have a secret strategy I'm using today. Yeah, I'm keeping track of it, how much money everyone spent. <laughs> I'm going to – I'm not that. I, was, I don't know if I'm going to do it anymore. My strategy going to I'm going to spend all my money on one game. I don't think I have to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, the next game – for the Atari fifty two hundred, uh huh, Space Invaders, dollar complete in box, so <laughs> two dollars been opened, three two dollars. from Chris, three from Dan. Ooh, anyone want to go higher than three? And what console is this? The Atari fifty two hundred. So and this will be this? the second Atari. It's complete in box, so it has all the packaging and everything. It just has been opened. What are we up to? Three dollars. Three bucks from Dan Boy. I'll spend a fourth dollar. Okay, Chris is going for four. Anyone want to do more than four bucks? I'll go to five. Ooh, Dan at five. Space Invaders, Atari 5200, complete in box. Anyone want to go for six? It's too rich for me. Going once, going twice. All right, Dan spent five bucks. Oh, now I have the most uh, money. Okay, Dan. <laughs> yes. You do. Okay, the next game for the Sega Genesis, The Simpsons, Bart versus the Space Mutants. This is complete in box as well. So packaging, everything has just been opened. Bart versus the Space Mutants on Sega Genesis. All right, Dan's going for a dollar out. I don't want to spend more than a dollar. Two from Chris. Three? Anyone want to go for three? Tuna. This is complete in box. Tuna. Sensibly quiet. How are you feeling? I'm fine. I'll go three. Okay. I was hoping Tuna would pump it up. Okay. All right. No. So Dan's doing three. Chris. What is this? How many games that? is is this? Our fifth game. This, this is, is the fifth game. Fifth. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is the um, fifth game. Um. 
I'll do four dollars. Okay, four from Chris. Dan, you want to go any higher than that? You have fifteen dollars left. Yeah, fuck it. I'll go five. Okay, five from Dan. Anyone want to go six? Going once. Going twice. Dan, that was six, right, Dan? No, no that was five. five. No, so was he five. has ten dollars left. Yes, Fantastic. I do. So that strategy of spending all your money on one game. Well, it went out the window the when I bought the first game, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> no, I understand. It just uh, that was. I said was I went into this with that, that strategy, and I went. I guess I don't have to do that, so I'm not going. So to the do next that. game, the next game is also the Simpsons Bart versus the Space Mutants, but this is the NES version of the game. It is in the same condition, so Ooh. that is Anyone. complete in box. <laughs> the only difference being it's the NES version of the game. Well, and complete. Oh, wait, no. Is it new, complete? What is it? Complete in box. So it's okay. So new. <laughs> so if I say new, that's unopened. Unopened. Complete in box. Yep. Yep. Sorry. Complete in box always makes me think it's like mint. mint right. Yeah. yeah. I guess we'll just say uh, mint. Yeah. Uh, I'll start that at a, Oh, damn it. I'll go to two. Three. Okay. Two from Chris. Three, three from Dan. Uh, three from Tuna. Five. Oh Dan. Five from Chris. Ten. Ten from Dan. I just want a monopoly on this game. <laughs> okay, so Dan, so Dan, Dan's doing ten. Anyone want to do more than ten? Okay, yeah, I didn't think so. All right, so Dan, yeah, Dan, Dan is wiped out. Won. Dan has spent. I I just wanted all of his money. to have both have done. copies of the game because I didn't want to have the one that's like bad and not the one that's good. Yeah. <laughs> what is this Park Avenue and Broadway? Park Avenue Broadway. What? I'm gonna just right, relax yeah. for the rest of this he game. All the you two have fun bidding each other. All right, the next game. Uh, so this will be the seventh game. So after this, there will be three left. The next game <laughs> is space. <laughs> is space jockey for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred? A lot of old games. Zero dollars. One dollar. Okay. Z- uh, sorry. One dollar from Tuna. <laughs> Don't repeat. Uh, Two dollars. Three. Two dollars from. Three dollars from Tuna. Fuck Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Space jockey. So three from Tuna. You don't want to bet anything more than that, Chris? No. And then I'm going to be able to buy up the next three games. You're not going to be able to buy up the next three games. Yeah, that's true. I'll probably get two of them. You'll get two, probably, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Tuna is down to $13. What is Chris at? 17. He is at 17. (laughs) How many games did he buy? One. I've only bought one. Uh, He's only bought, yeah, he only bought the first I outbid him for three games. Okay. Now I'm done. All right. The next game is Star Wars Chess. What? For the Sega CD. <laughs> this is. Can I, can I bet negative l- money? <laughs> Dollar. This game is. You didn't. You haven't even heard the condition. Yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> this is a loose game, so no packaging or anything. It's just the disc. You want to bet a dollar, Tuna? Does yes, anyone want to? I'll does bet. Chris want to raise to two? Four dollars. All right, four dollars from Chris. Tuna, how you feeling? <laughs> so if he bets four, he'll be down to thirteen with me. And then there's two games left after this, right? And then there's two games left. So pretty much, some we're gonna game it, and then you'll bid seven. Yeah. Uh, You're not anything. It, hold hold on a second. Hold on. So Chris is at seventeen. He goes on thirteen. But if I bet he, what did he say? Four. So if I bet five, I'll be at eight. In which case he could bet nine if he has nine. I'm going to need an answer. Five. Going five. once. Five, 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 five. Five, five from, five over from here. Tuna. I'll do five. six. Let him have it. Six from Chris. All Let right. Six from Chris. 
which will bring Chris down to 11. So Tuna has the most money left to spend at this point. We have two games left. Oh, wait. How much does he well, have? Well, do we? 13. Ah, oh, shit. I forgot to subtract yep. your score on my thing. Okay. So we have two games left, but do we? Because what you see next to you on the table what the fuck? is actually a copy of Nintendo Power, issue 29, the cover of which <laughs> was for the Star Trek 25th anniversary game for the Nintendo NES and Game Boy. So this is an issue of Nintendo Power. It is obviously doesn't come complete in box or anything like that. It's just the the magazine. Well, you know, what, what number was that again? I don't know what condition the magazine's in. So it's just under, on that site, loose. But um, um, but I what see. number was it again? Nintendo Power Issue 29. Issue 29? <laughs> oh, my uh, God. It's the Star Trek 25th anniversary was the cover of this issue of Nintendo Power. Does anyone want to bet? I probably Any had money? this thing. and <laughs> It got thrown out. Six. Mm. I'll do one dollar. Six. Except I just bid six. Oh, you did I think six? Da- uh, uh, yeah, yep. Tuna just bid six. All right. Uh, he can have it. Yep. Tuna, six dollars. Bring Tuna down to seven dollars left. All right. The final game is Star Trek 25th Anniversary for the NES, complete in box. Seven dollars. So... <laughs> I definitely said that first. Uh, so... No, I I heard Tuna say it first. I so heard if you want to say it like a him. half second after me, it, it that, came that through California, on my end. California, New York connection. See, this buddy. is why we need it to be doing the buzzer like we did first. the last time we played. I would have been tapping. You know, both of us would have been tapping that buzzer. Yeah, but then it would have <laughs> actually been who's faster. Not. I think you know. I think that I um, unfortunately I'm gonna. I'm um, obviously I, I want you to get this for eight dollars. So yeah. I think that I can match <laughs> you at seven. And if you want to outbid. And you want yeah. this game? You can go to eight. I understand, but I shouldn't have to do that if I could have said it faster. I think. But, uh, I right, think. <laughs> I'm gonna do it for. Eight. I'm gonna Chris, do it you're gonna go eight. for eight. Uh, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm gonna do it for okay. eight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But we're doing the so buzzer because that that's what we did the last time. We didn't the do time that. Before yes, that. We did. We, did we absolutely hundred percent did the buzzer the last time we played. Well, I th- we had that was the only time we've done it. Then anyway. We'll we'll do that next time so everyone can feel comfortable. All right, so that brings uh, Chris down to three dollars um, left. Uh, Tuna has seven left, and then Dan has nothing. Just give me a minute to tabulate everything here. I mean, the buzzer really only comes into play really at this last bid. Like this really counts. Um, and the last the first is where the buzzer stuff, because you get to go put the first one up. So if someone wants to only bid two or three dollars they you end up chipping off a dollar from everyone if you get that first bid in chipping the data sometimes though i didn't want to put the first bid in i wanted to do the second i enjoyed second bidding i guess i know what you're saying maybe we should just have a rule at the end that if it's like like that is kind of we should just do the the buzzer because it just gets rid of any problem because it's just whoever buzzes in first what if you wanted to buzz in but then the buzzer went away because your phone like went to home well that's your that's your own fault Mm. yikes (laughs) oh Tuna, you are really bad at this game. Oh, <laughs> that means that Nintendo I Power you did was well not too. worth money. They used, didn't they get that? Was that for free? No, that was Game Perfor- Game Informer. Yeah, that was free oh, if you man. had like uh, what was that? Something. The Game. All right. Yeah, Game Informer is is what. Yeah, you I used to get Nintendo Power like, though back in the day. Yeah, me too. 
Um, okay. I have your scores. Um, all right. Let's just go. Let's rattle them off. So the first game was Dead Space for the PlayStation 3 in mint condition. Chris bought it for $3, which was a wise investment choice because the market value of that is $40. Whoa, big return. What? That game's, like, not even that old. <laughs> I mean, it's mint. I don't know. You know, like, shrink wrap and everything, I guess. Oh. Like, was that the only mint game? Yeah. Maybe that's why. No, we had a couple on okay. here. Okay, well. The, ne the next game is Mint 2, which Tuna bought. It was for the Intellivision. It's called Star Strike. Tuna spent $3. Game's only worth 10 Whoa! <laughs> not a huge return. Not a huge return. Better off with a box of mints. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? I made my I made money. I made I could buy a Chick Fil A, <laughs> yeah, a couple Chick Fil A return. sandwiches. It's not bad. Yeah, I could buy a couple Chick Fil A sandwiches. As the if next you guys game. are professional fucking gaming auctioneers. <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> All right, the next game was also purchased by Tuna. It was loose. It was Star Wars Bounty Hunter for the GameCube. He spent only a dollar. Unfortunately, it was only worth eight. So the again, the return not huge. In fact, the same return as what he got on Star Strike. That is a game. I f yeah, I figured with that one, like there's been so many Star Wars games that yeah. I've heard of over the years, and that's never been one of them. What the Star Wars Bounty Hunter was, I think, pretty it, yeah, pretty big. I think so too. Day. That is a game that I remember seeing at Blockbuster all the time, and I'd always be like, oh, I want to play that at some point, and then I just never got it. That's not a good yeah. sign. All right, the next game, Dan purchased it was space invaders for the atari 5200 complete in box dan spent five dollars it was worth 14 so nine dollars take it there. the next game also dan uh the simpsons bart versus the space mutants for sega genesis dan also spent five dollars and it was worth 20 oh well, that's a good return and then again dan <laughs> for the Simpsons. I, I would assume this, this one's more just because I feel like NES games age better than Sega Genesis. Half, but yeah, Dan spent so three fourths it, of his money on two Simpsons games. On one game. <laughs> yeah, on one game. So this is again Bart versus the Space Mutants. This is the NES version. Same condition, complete in box. Dan spent twice as much money, $10. And he is correct. It is worth more. It is worth $32. Ooh, Ooh that's a big return. The next game, Space Jockey for the Atari 2600 in mint condition. Tuna bought it for three. It's only worth seven. So, you know, again, you got you, have, got, you got money back, but not enough. I've never heard of that game. Space Jockey? Yeah. I've never heard of that game. How'd you even find that? Did you just type in space? Just type it in space games. You yeah. Said at the beginning of the show. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I just thought this week to throw in, like, some old games to throw sure. you off the scent. Yeah. Because you had know, a lot of retro games today. Holy um, shit! You know, I would have imagined a well, yes. complete, you know, a mint condition Atari Twenty Six Hundred game being worth mm -hmm. a lot, and it's not. It's garbage. Uh, okay, uh, next game: Star Wars Chess that Chris bought for six dollars. <laughs> you laughed uh, when you were saying it. <laughs> for the Sega CD, um, this is loose, so it's just the disc. But I mean, a heck of a return here: thirty-two dollars um, for this game, uh, loose. So if you find it. If you find a copy of this lying somewhere, uh, definitely, um, you know, get it out Smash there. It. The next one, Tuna Board, it was actually an issue of Nintendo Power, issue 29. This is... It's worth $7,000. <laughs> yeah, this is the one I'm waiting for. So, uh, <laughs> Tuna spent $6. Uh, it's worth 5 oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was so tempted to just 
like put up a lot of money on that one. Yeah. And uh Yep. I just was hoping you were trying to trick us into doing that. Uh yeah, I would say with a, a few of these that was definitely I mean Tuna fell for the bait on a lot of these actually. No, you can't. Okay, if the majority <laughs> are bad, the majority, then there's no there's no yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. Whatever. Let it, if the majority let it are bad, what let are you talking go. about? If the majority are bad, you're not baiting anybody. I'm more likely than not I'm going to hit them all. Go ahead. Keep going. All right. Whatever. The final game. But Dan mumbled something because he's just do it. Just just put put the fucking game out of my misery at this point. Just, fucking, just do it. All right. The final game was the game on the cover of that issue of Nintendo Power. It was Star Trek 25th anniversary. This was the NES version. This was complete in box. Chris got it for eight dollars, and again, I mean, an amazing return here because it was worth forty-six bucks. Um, so whoa, Chris made out like a bandit. Yeah, but Dan did really well too. Dan, Dan did well. Uh, Dan uh, came in second. Uh, so uh, Tuna is last. He only has at the end of the day thirty-seven dollars worth of stuff, and that's including the money he had left over. Um. <laughs> Dan, that's almost double hoodie started. I think you should get I mean, an it's... added penalty if you pay too much for the game, like for what it's worth. <laughs> I mean, isn't it penalty enough? If you he... get a penalty, you lose money. What are you talking about? I know. You I just want wanted extra, extra penalty just to make it super embarrassing. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Dan comes in second. He has uh, $66. And Christian comes in first with a whopping one hundred and twenty-one dollars. Jesus um, Christ! Which is, I mean, that's a great day if you are hitting the garage sale. Um, yep. So there you go. You know, you know, it would be a fun variant of this uh, if we do GameStop trade in values. That would be if it was like actually <laughs> they're GameStop all worth sale. fifty cents. I think that would be a fun variant of this. I think maybe I'll try that next month. Okay. I think that would be a fun thing to try. Um, cool. Awesome. Uh, we we need before before next month. I'll have a jingle for this, but um, let's do uh, a little game club. Clubbing games, we're clubbing games. We in the club. It's going down. So we all played this one this week because I think even Dan got to. Yeah. All right. Play so you some. boot up. You boot up the Void Bastards. Okay. Uh, what is the premise of Void Bastards, Dan? What is the premise of it? What is it? I mean, explain it's... explain the game in five to six sentences. Go. So I don't. I didn't read ever all the reading parts. So I believe what it was is you're like <sighs> they're sending criminals pretty much to get basically the ship back to the mothership. Is that generally what was happening? I didn't get that far. Like I tried to, <laughs> but I just sucked. I kept dying over and you... over and over and over again. Which is the point, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. To a degree. But yeah. To a degree, yes. So like you have to point. stop along the way. Like you only generally have enough fuel to go so far, and you have to get more fuel and supplies and all sorts of stuff that help you get back to. I believe the mothership was the the plan. I don't know if that was correct. I didn't get to the end, obviously. Obviously, you just said dying. Chris, would you like to take over from there? Uh, yeah, I have a question to ask everybody, which is, how many days are you in on your campaign? I, like, uh, I think I'm like a hundred and something. Yeah, I only got like twenty four. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 a little bit more than that. I'm probably like sixty. Um, but that, okay. but so, yeah. And I, I'm I'm just under eighty. So Alex, you actually put in the most. I was just curious to see because that's like a good 
gauge, I think, to see like how far people have gotten into the game is how many days they've put in. So I assume, Alex, you definitely have the most stuff unlocked and have gotten yes. the farthest down the path. Yes. Than either, most likely. Most likely. Gotten farthest down Did the path. Did you beat the game? Um, no, but I'm close. Very cool. I believe I'm close. I believe I'm so, close just based on how much stuff I've unlocked. Is this game like Candy Crush hard. and there is no end? Uh, no, there is no, an end. There's an end. Um, basically, I would say the premise of this game is that you're playing as prisoners collecting uh, stuff in the universe from various ships that you can fly to um, to build something that keeps breaking. And then you have to keep finding new items to build to get you basically, I guess, out of the nebula, out of the solar system or to your freedom or whatever as a prisoner. I guess, but what keeps happening every single time you die, you you get reset as a new prisoner with new attributes. Um, right. So some are good, some are bad. Sometimes you'll run really fast. Sometimes um, you'll only see in black and white. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. That one guy was like a smoker. He kept coughing and like bringing attention. Coughing. That was my right. first prisoner that I got was the smoker. Right. Yeah. Um, and basically, you're going kind of like a game board, uh, and there's like you know spaces on a game board. You have a certain amount of fuel. You have a certain amount of food. And every single time you move one space, you consume one food and you consume one fuel. So um, you can only go as far as your fuel will get you. And you can only uh, eat as much food as you have per day um, that gives you health. And if you don't have any food, you'll start losing health each time you jump to a new space. Um, And I guess what, what would you say like the ships are like or the frigates or whatever the hell each thing is is kind of like is it randomly generated or is it like each... yeah so they're procedurally generated okay yeah. so each ship yep. basically is like there's i don't know l shapes or u shapes or kind of like tetris pieces that get put together to form yeah, a ship there are different dock. room types right and, and then, then they just and order types. them in a different order um and it's like it's you know i guess it's comic book like mm-hmm Oh, yeah, have it definitely very looks book. like you're playing. A you're comic playing book. in a comic book. Yeah, it's um it reminds me a lot of Borderlands. Um, and you're yeah. just looting. You're basically looting shit, upgrading weapons, collecting items. Um, and then just that's pretty much rinse and repeat on that. Yeah, yeah but it's, it, it's if, a roguelike. So sure. you're yeah. making progress. You're then then you're restarting and like you're restarting with some of the progress that you made. And it's so a, like you're not farther down the map as you were before, but you have the upgrades and things you've unlocked on your last journey. And it's also like about resource management. It's about how much you want. Because at first I was stopping and looting everything in every ship. Yeah. Um, Same. But as you play, you realize like you have to be a bit more strategic about why yes. you're going and what you're picking up, which I really liked about the game, is there's the okay. So overall, do you did you like the game? I think the game is awesome. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I I have um as classic tuna, I have a gripe, um, <laughs> and I feel like you can get like just with this game, just like with the other game we played, Outer Wilds. You if you die, right, you have to go all the way back. Yeah. And then uh-huh. you have to kind of restart because unless you get more fuel and food, but you're basically given three fuel, three food, and you got to basically kind of 
Yeah, you get do to it all over again. Like the the upgrades you've made. To yeah, things, yeah, yeah. Those it gets stay. easier. Exactly, it gets easier yeah. as you've upgraded more stuff, and it gets easier to keep progressing like faster. But if you like, if like, sometimes you can. I got in a rut where I kept dying over and over again because I just wanted to get the piece. I just wanted to get the. Yeah. I had to get a mouse ball, and I basically I just wanted to get the fucking mouse ball, and I kept dying, and I was like, all right, I know I have to keep. I know I have to stop at certain ships and re, re basically refuel and eat shit. You know. But I was like, I was frustrated. I was just like, I don't want to keep doing that. Um, and it got a little repetitive, and I had to put it down. But I understand it's like, in, you know, not as big of a game as a Borderlands game. But it's yes. So, but I, I still like it. It's still fun and addicting, yeah. and I keep jumping in. And I'm like, I want to be like, even though Game Club is done, the, that us playing this game is done for Game Club. I'm still gonna play it. And I'm still gonna try to beat it. So, uh, I think I think so. For me, when I was playing. Because we're doing it for Game Club, I wanted to see further into the game than I was going to get because I would like to I like to stop everywhere and like catch everything and go through everything. Mm-hmm. I was very methodical about it. And then I was just like, you know, I'm not gonna get far enough into this the way I wanna play it. So I stopped the difficulty down and put it down just one stop. I should have done that. So that I could Yeah, it just made it more fun because I wanted to, I wanted to see more of the game. And what that enabled me to do was to be like, cool, I'm, I'm going to just go after this one thing. I was like, great, I'm going to unlock the rebreather. So I just looked for like the rebreather and I was like, okay, that's too far on the map for this run. I was like, what's the closest upgrade I need that I can get? And it's like, cool, I'm just going to rush over to that area. Like I basically like the next two ships I just went to. And then just immediately got back on my ship. So I didn't waste any of my bullets mm-hmm. or my health or anything. Oh, so yeah. I got to the ship I wanted to get to, was able to get the piece I wanted, and then I died and I restarted. So I was able to like do that to get a bunch of the upgrades. And now I put it back on the normal difficulty. And now I'm like trying to make like an actual run at it now that I've been able to collect upgrades. So I think I think there is like a strategy to being like, I'm just gonna go like you once you have the item locator, <laughs> you can just find the closest upgrade item and just try to right. aim for that until you yeah. get enough unlocks. But you see, the problem, um, the only thing I had with this game was, again, like, the repetitive nature of it. Yes. That was, to me... Yes. It would put me off after a while. I'd be... like, I, I like, think it... I could spend hours in God of War, yeah. or hours in Assassin's Creed, or hours in um, The Last of Us, but I can't spend hours with this game. Yeah, which I think, I think the helpful thing is that this is a smaller title. Like, yes. it's not... You know, this is yeah. a $60 game. I think right. It's like a... A thirty dollar, twenty dollar game, maybe. Which makes um, sense, and it's fine, and it's fun. I'm just saying, like, if you're looking for that extra bit, that's not this, but it is fun to play. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I I think uh, if they had like maybe a couple extra skins, like styles for the enemies, even if they didn't actually have to be different enemy types, as well as the ships. Like, I do like how you're like, oh, cool, on this ship, it's going to be like the lights are going to be out, or like you're like, oh, this is like a tourist ship so there's gonna be a lot of x type of enemy or y but yeah um and i wouldn't want them to change the way like the levels are generated because once you start playing it enough i like that i can look at my map and be like cool i know what these different rooms are i know what generally i'll find in them right so like that familiarity is good but i think they needed more skinning like i i want the ships to visually look even more distinct from one another it makes sense i think that would go a long way that the ships are similar in certain ways because like when you think about it, like they're probably not like making like every ship different. Like there's probably like, a lot of mass produced ships totally. out there. So like totally. probably just like I it's have a yellow ship, lore. you have a green ship, you know, but they're the same and fucking that's, ship. That's sort of what I want though. It's like I think if they just change the color, like the te- like they could literally just have different textures on stuff. 
for the ships, and I think it would go a long way into making them feel different. Um, um, but they don't. Some of my favorite aspects of the game are the enemy types. Um, I, I feel like a sense of dread when I'm on a ship. Like, I'll step on, and I kind of have to, like, psych myself to, like, go explore it, because you don't know... The, there's there is a way to f- find out like enemy locations. You can go to the bridge and download enemy locations for the map. It does cost credits, which is another aspect mm-hmm. of the the game. Is you you can collect credits, sell stuff for credits, but then use them to you know some ships. There are rooms that you come into and you need to if you want to unlock them because there's loot in them. Sometimes you might have to spend credits, or you can disable you know like uh, disable security. Or if you get um, a mutation, you can go and like get that fixed too. Some ships obviously don't have that either. Um, so I like a lot of those variations. But you know, um, I I liked how the comic bookness was implemented in the gameplay. Um, you know, I would see like uh, little stomp, stomp, stomp um, text bubbles come up, and I knew that oh, that's that. That's I forget what the name is. The guy that shoots all the diamond spikes or whatever, the energy spikes, the ones that are like almost unstoppable. Oh yeah, fuck um, those guys. Uh, and you basically just have to run away from them. They're like space terminators. Well, um, until you get better, uh, right? Until you and get then better you can, equipment. <laughs> then, like, yeah. if you have if you have the like trip mines, uh, and the shock, or the like upgraded staple gun, you can wreck those guys, like for um, sure. Yeah. I have the, I, I definitely have the trip mines, but I don't think I've upgraded any of my any of my weapons yet. Um, so I, I I like the sense of dread on the ships, and you know, um, you know, deciding whether it's it's worth it to you know explore everything or you know coming up with a strategy for what you're picking up. My only my biggest gripe I think would be that there <laughs> seems to be a huge disparity between um, some ships like. That there's no middle ground. Either a ship is like worth exploring or it's not. Like I'll go on some ships and I'll be like, there was almost nothing here. I shouldn't have stopped here. Or I'll stop at a but ship. But they usually and like, tell you fuck there's like, like you sort of know what's gonna be on the ship. Yeah. Um yeah. but So what are you or, doing? But I'm talking about like uh there are there are there are some ships where there's like tons of tourists and they're all dropping me- uh credits when you blow them up. Yeah. And um so Yes, specific items. Obviously, it's letting you know like what's on that ship beforehand. But yeah. f- for the ones that are ju- just in terms of general loot, like there are some yeah. ships where you get on and there's like maybe a sandwich, and then you're done. Um, yeah. What did you go? Have you, you've been to the marketplace ship? Yes, I have. Yeah. Marketplace um, ship is huge. But um, when you go to the Alex, so I've only been to subspace level two. Is there a third lower level or a fourth? Yeah. Do you know? I think yeah. Uh, I haven't gone any lower than two, so that's why I'm no, asking. No, there is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Do you know but how like, far you know down it in... goes? No, I don't know how far down it goes. But you know, it's because interesting. Because those in the ships have more stuff on them. Yeah, that those uh, way more stuff. And it's in the beginning, like I always went for the helm in the beginning and downloaded oh, the computer. That's exactly stuff. what I do. So what are you doing now. There is no more uh, for a lot of these ships. There's no more helm. What? How do they fly yeah. the ship? It's been blown I up. Know. I don't know. But, you know uh, what I encountered you... for the first time today? The a, whale? a ship where there was another ship tethered to it. Oh. Have you guys had that? I have not I had that, no. I don't think so. I mean, so, I've killed the pirates with torpedoes, but 
what do you mean by t- like i don't think i've ever had a ship tethered to oh ship. so i've been on ships that said there are torpedoes but i don't know what that meant so i was on a ship and they told yes. me that there was like an enemy ship and there was like a pink thing floating around it already yeah. tethered to it so when i landed on it like the enemies the from that came. ship were there and yeah. i couldn't leave it unless i went no. and like right. disconnected the tether right now what so with the torpedoes if you collect the torpedoes they're going to be in your inventory and then uh-huh. if you encounter a tethered ship your torpedo will just blow it up and then oh. so you don't have to go on the ship and then battle got those it robot pirate enemies yes which i did and they stomped me they made yeah, the spiky guy look like nothing right exactly yeah yeah exactly uh, screw i love how the names of them are like juvie janitor yeah. screw zach like it's very funny what uh what what are your favorite what weapons are you guys using and upgrading what like what was so you've gotten the farthest what's your favorite weapon the nebula rocket launcher oh i didn't even know that exists that sounds amazing yeah. Yeah. what was like the first cool. stuff you went to upgrade and unlock just I, it honestly was just random shit because i just kept going ship to ship oh you weren't using the item locator i no not really just because usually oh. the path and then it, the workbench would just make me you know i usually had the items on the workbench okay. or i could create the item on the workbench the second i unlocked the item locator i turned it into i was like the first thing i'm going to do is just try and get all the like survival things i was like cool so now i'm purposely going for more health oh, i'm going for the right. rebreather i'm going to be faster like all those items and then i was like cool i'm going to get the gun upgrade i'm going to get the staple gun upgrade i'm going to get this weapon so right. like i i went first to like try and survive longer so then i could run <laughs> yeah. through the levels a little faster and survive right yeah now i'm with you on that yeah. uh I'll overall say one thing. i thought, thought yeah. good game Keep going. Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, Sorry, no, it was just overall good game. Do you guys hate getting a blacked-out ship? Yeah, because I have to go to the generator room every fucking time. (laughs) It's really annoying. Especially when, I mean, the only thing, sometimes I've gone on them and been like, fuck it, I'm just going to get the fuel because that's loose. But every other loot thing, like, you got to go and turn the goddamn generator on. And Uh sometimes it's far. So it's like, Uh oh, this sucks. Like, I could die. The is usually the hardest room to get to. Um, you, yeah, found. it has been. Yes. Yeah. Um, because most times, mo- yeah, yeah. It, it, it does. Like if you're designing mo- a ship, you don't want it to be easy to get to. Most rooms <laughs> have, most rooms have at least two entrances, but I think the generator only ever has one. So like it can be right next to you um, in the room but you have to like go around. Maybe I'm remembering no, it incorrectly. Yeah, no, it's it it's not necessarily because I did one earlier where that wasn't the case, and actually that was a really annoying one because that was. One where um, there were no there were no enemies on it except robots 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 uh, <laughs> robots <laughs> robots and so the second I turned power back on there was like a sentry in that room and then the cameras were on like, yeah yeah so the power yeah. would be off I'd be safe I'd have to turn the power back on and then it was like I was in a nightmare area yeah <laughs> so that was that was actually like really annoying and. Uh, you know what's annoying? I'll say I'll say this: what's annoying, the tourists that explode. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm far away from them, and I'm still getting hurt. Now, why are they called anyone tourists? Else? Does that bother anyone? Anyone else? All of the all of the enemies, I believe, have been encountered by some sort of like extraterrestrial and have been like. Oh, uh, that's why like the janitor's a bad guy too. I guess. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, the so tourists are just like regular. If you listen to them talk, they're like, "Help me." Yeah. Well, like, the juvie is like, I love the juvie <laughs> that always is like, what's up, fuck face? Yeah. <laughs> Which one? 
the juvie the juvies are always oh, like yeah, yeah. what's up fuck face or yeah, yeah like that. the floating dudes yeah the, the floating dudes the little tourist guys do you have the uh the gun that shoots the poison darts it's like a secondary weapon yeah that's what I use on them because I always have a ton oh, okay. of the poison darts and they're silent, so I can nail them from far away and it won't alert any enemies and they'll blow right. up from one shot of those. So whenever I know tourists are coming up, that item's really good. Yeah, I, I, I liked this game a lot. I'll actually probably definitely go back to this one. I don't know so much about Outer Wilds. Um, I would definitely say of the two games we've played, this is my favorite so far. Same. Yeah. I didn't play the other one. Same Z's. And I think I'll probably, I might just stop it back down, honestly, to, like, the slightly easier mode and just play through it, So like, while I still have time to do that, like, because I know we're going to go to another game. Um, but I really like it. It's cool. It's a fun game. Uh, what? Does anyone else have anything they want to say about it? Tom, if you would say the maximum rating for this game you get, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where does this um, game fall in what you think, number-wise, it is worthy of getting like at, at its could best, never get, what could it get yeah at its best what could this game get i mean that's such an arbitrary like i don't know no because you you thought you no it's not that earlier you yeah you brought it, it up so marvel alliance numbers yeah you thought marvel alliance the best version of that game couldn't go higher than a 75 anyway so yeah, keep in mind not, it's like a 30 dollars misunderstood what i was saying it's a 30 dollar um, title wait no i don't think we misunderstood what you were saying i mean i would no, say I think... that it's I think it's uh, we we understand that it's arbitrary and doesn't matter at all. But at the yeah, same we time, get what, you what said. do you think game reviewers would give this at its best? Like an eight. Right. Okay. An eight point five, maybe. Whoa. 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 Depending on the person. Yeah. Someone might give it a ten though. It's currently an eight point one. So on Open Critic. So. Aha. Sounds it's about too right. Bad no one had right. this game in their list. No, I definitely, I definitely recommend it. And if uh, you haven't been following along with Game Club, this is definitely one to to check in on. Um, yeah. So we're gonna move on to our next Game Club title. Uh, let's let's throw a couple titles out there, and then we can decide what we're gonna play. Right? I think that's yes. Good idea. Yeah. Uh, so the t- the two recent ones that have come out kind of recently that I I'm think we would be interested in are that Moonlighters game. Mm-hmm. Um. Or uh, Hollow Knight actually is on Game Pass, and I would like an excuse to try and play that again because it didn't really grab me when I played it on the Switch. But I know people love that game, so yeah. those are the two recommendations I have. Uh, I was definitely gonna say Moonlighter. I don't know if I would personally say Hollow Knight, and the only reason I say that is because I know it's such a long game that none of us are like maybe you will, but I don't think any of us will even get halfway through if we're lucky. Um. But we definitely could do that if you guys want to do Hollow Knight. All right, I, I think I think we should do Moonlighter, and I think okay. in the future if we want to do a longer game, we just you know, make maybe it like for the whole month ex- or whatever, or extend yeah. it for a week or two. And yeah. Just say what well, we know in advance. We're going to do it, not with thirty seconds to decide. Yeah. All right. Cool. I'm ex- I'm more excited to jump into Moonlighters. So yeah, it's a newer title too, because Hollow Knight's yeah. been out for a while now. Yeah. Like they're coming out with the Th- sequel this, this is the like updated edition or whatever. So. Uh, All right, dope. Moon- I'm All right. about moonlighter. That sounds. I'm gonna moonlight. That's a moonlighter. Oops, my bad. Sorry. Well, despite that fuck? disaster, I, I think if people want to recommend a game to us off Game Pass, they should be able to do that too. Yeah, I would. Yeah. The only thing I'll say is we're gonna definitely lean more towards newly released Game Pass games because I think it's that's just, fair. You know, so yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. It just makes the most sense for us to be playing those games uh, while they're sure. still. 
you know. So that'll be uh, August 9th. Um, so if we record on the Thursday before August 8th is when you have to That's Alex's play birthday. and write in. Um, yeah, I'm t- we didn't I'm have not. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's true. Oh, so right. should we, since this was one of the longer games, should we just. No, this isn't one of the longer games. Okay, I thought you said it was. I, was, I just no, heard wrong. That's I heard the wrong, other so. game that we didn't choose. Um. All right. Well, we'll we'll get. Well, we can. People. We could not specific. record on the eighth. We could record on like the seventh or something, or the sixth. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. We'll yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Yep. Great. Yep. Cool. Awesome. Yep. Uh, let's close it out then. It. Alex Marinello, tell the people how they can find you when they're moonlighting. At Tuna Targaryen on Twitter, Tuna Targaryen on PlayStation, and Tuna Space Targaryen on Xbox. Dan? I'm Big Dan 815 on Twitter and PlayStation, and Alex Marine IIO on the Xbox system. Uh, Tom? Great Britom on every platform available. I am at Christian underscore Humes. Our podcast is at at unranked podcast you can find us on all your podcast platforms go ahead leave a review share with your friends actually that would be the greatest thing you could do share online facebook instagram twitter reddit get us on there share it share the show do it uh join us for our next game pass game club session send us recommendations if you would like and that's all we have for this week until next time everybody stay unranked and if you're a bastard suck it suck it suck it suck it suck it fuck face